On this episode of TastyCast, we'll be discussing game releases for July. A little late, I know, but we're going to talk about it. It's already the 16th as of recording, so uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to be talking about Valve's new Steam Deck that was announced. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. We're going to discuss it. We're going to talk about what we've been playing, of course. We're going to read your comments and reply to them. And we're going to talk about Assassin's Creed Infinity um, and uh, try and figure out what we make of it and if it's something we even want. Before we jump into this episode, I need to let you guys know that this month is going to be hectic for us. Uh, We are in the process of packing and moving this month, so that is getting in the way of filming. So if there are any interruptions, delays, you know why. It should only be for this month, although I'm going to have to build a set at the new location that I'm going to. But I'm just letting you guys know. I also got called for jury duty, which was fucking stupid. It's the third time I've ever been called for it. And I know people who have never been called for it. So that's been a thing. Um, so anyway, this month is going to be chaotic. But uh, we have all intentions to do the episodes we typically do. Just giving you a warning, giving you a heads up. So yeah, before we jump into TasteCast, going to give you a couple quick reminders to download and play A Plague Tale Innocence, Call of Duty... <laughs> Black Ops 4, uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds, and our Game of the Month EDF 5, Earth Defense Force, if you don't know what EDF is. Uh, Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of the month for Plus Club and Game of the Month, where we'll be discussing our opinions on those games. Of course, let us know yours. Uh, We have Discord linked down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel further than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. If you're brand new, let's jump into TasteCast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 145 of the TastyCast, our weekly podcast where we talk about a bunch of random stuff. My name's Seth, and joining me, of course, is Chevy. To my left, your right, and up in the box, we got Chris. How you guys doing? Doing okay. Kind of a mentally hectic month right now, so uh, trying, to, trying to keep my my mental under control, but otherwise I'm mental good. faculties. Yeah, I've uh, been dealing with the same thing. Um, I already kind of mentioned in the intro, and we don't have to go into details, of course, but you and I are moving, so we are packing this month. We are moving things this month. And in the coming month, I got to set up a new set for the show. So it's going to be a little hectic, but, uh, you know, outside of even the show in life, you know, it's always hectic moving. I fucking mm-hmm. hate moving. So, yeah, I do too. um, that's a thing we got to do. And, uh, I also covered lightly. I don't know how much I can even talk about legally, but like I had jury duty shit I had to call in for. So this whole month has started out in a way that I'm just like, I'm just kind of done with July. Let's move on to just skip it. Let's go to the next one. I think the only time you're not allowed to talk about it is if you actually get called in for it. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be discussing the details yeah. of a murder or something like that, but um, I, I'm trying to be careful about any info I get up oh, on that. But yeah. Luckily, I got dismissed, so I don't got to fucking worry about it. But this isn't a jury duty show, so that's uh, that's <laughs> about it. But yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. My brain's just kind of like, well, I got I got a bunch of shit I got to do this month. So yeah. Um, so on that note, if you guys notice that the foam pads start disappearing. It's because we're getting the fuck out of here. So you will get to see the original wall. Chris, how you doing? Uh, I am also pretty pretty wiped out. Uh, this It's the start of the heavy wedding season for the floral business. So there's like at least two weddings every weekend that I'm working on. So uh, I'm pretty tired from all that. Ooh, 
I actually uh, was a busy month. Heard something today where uh, because of the lack of weddings last year that they're expecting a pretty big boom this year. But next year, I guess they're projecting like insane numbers. So we are getting brides calling us a week before their wedding date, asking us to do flowers. And we're like, it's not possible. Yeah. Sorry, can't get flowers in that fast enough. Yeah, I think the guy I was watching was like, yeah, so if you're getting married next year, it's probably time to get sized. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I feel like it's going to be everything, though. Even like, uh, you know, pertaining to what we talk about in the show, video games, mm. everything's coming out next year. It's because I feel like 2021 is like the recovery year. And then everything's going to release. Mm-hmm. And then 2022 is like open the floodgates on everything. Yeah. Even sounds like weddings. So it's kind of interesting. (laughs) It's been taxing. Yeah. So just busy, tired, same old, same old. Everybody knows now that we're moving. So you guys are warned and prepped and ready to fucking hunker down for the storm ahead. All right. Well, it is the first taste of cast halfway through the month of the month. And uh, we got to start with game releases. Unless you guys have anything else to say. So let's just jump into it. In case you guys don't know, we're in July. And in July, some games have already come out. Some games will be coming out. We're going to go through this list. I'm going to read them. And then we're going to talk about our hype and not hype for games in July. This is via Game Informer. So if there's any issues with this list, fucking hit them up. Uh, so yeah, July, we got Blaster Master Zero, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, July 1st, Operation Tango came out on Xbox Series X and S on Xbox, uh, Xbox One and Xbox One, July 1st, uh, which is interesting because we played that last month on PS5, so it's cool to see that it's coming out on Xbox now. Uh, Plague Tale Innocence has released on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Switch July 6th. That is also one of the games on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download, play that, come back to the end of the month for Plus Club so we can talk about that. Uh, Ease? Mm-hmm. Uh, nine. Nine. <laughs> Monstrum Knox. Uh, Switch PC July 6th. Sam and Max. This time it's virtual on the Quest. Uh, July 8th, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin has come out on Switch and PC. A lot of people I've told I got it on PC. They're like, it's on PC. You can get it on Steam. So if you want to buy it on PC, do that. Uh, came out July 9th. Claire de Lune came out on PC July 12th. Curved Space on Switch July 13th. Where the Heart Leads, PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 July 13th. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, Lost at Sea, PS5, Xbox Series X and S and PC July 15th. F1 2021, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, July 16th, Observer System Redux, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, July 16th, Space Jam, A New Legacy, I know everybody's just dying to play that, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One, July 16th, I wish they would just say Xbox, it's just on Xbox, Uh, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, Command on Switch, July 16th, so July 16th is just, uh, it's just the banger, uh, I guess today, hopefully you guys are picking up all these games, Akiba's Trip, Hellbound and Debriefed, PlayStation 4, Switch and PC, July 20th, getting a little reprieve there with uh, four days, Chris Tales, the spelt C R I S, not 
like our favorite Chris up in the box, comes out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC, a lot of things, July 20th. Death Store comes out Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC on July 20th as well. Ender Lilies Quietus of the Nights, that's probably a Japanese game. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, July 20th. Harvest Monster comes out PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, July 20th. Pokemon Unite. What is that? Comes out on Switch twenty or uh, July twenty first. Why do I not know what that is? Let's look at it real fast. No, oh my god, what is happening? Let's look at this real fast. I don't, I don't know. Let's know in the comments what that game is. Um, July twenty first. Last stop: PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. July twenty second. Orcs Must Die three. A game I found out was coming out like two days ago. Uh, is coming out on Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, July 23rd. Contra Returns, uh, does it? iOS and Android, Ju- July 26th. I had no idea that's a thing either. <laughs> Microsoft Flight Simulators coming out on Xbox Series X and S, July 27th. Uh, I thought it was, no. Oh, yeah, it's just been out on PC, and now mm. it's coming out on Xbox. I forgot. I forgot that was a thing. For some reason, I thought it was already out in there. Maybe that's like an upgraded version. Anyway, uh, Neo, The World Ends With You, PlayStation 4, Switch, July 27th, Samurai Warriors 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, July 27th, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC, July 27th, Tribes of Midgard is finally coming out, uh, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC, July 27th, Chernobylite, uh, I believe, fully comes out uh, on PC, July 28th, I think it's in early access right now, Near reincarnation ios and android july 28th the forgotten city playstation 5 xbox series x and s playstation 4 xbox one and pc july 28th final fantasy pixel remaster series comes out on pc ios and android july 29th the ascent comes out on xbox series x and s xbox one pc july 29th and finally thank you because my throat is fucking just done talking right now alone with you on switch july 30th is there any of these games that you guys are excited to pick up or have already picked up? It's actually going to be pretty easy for me. Um, I have a a bit of an interest in Monster Hunter Stories 2. Um, still kind of on the fence on buying it, but it, it is something that uh, has my attention. I am uh, curious about playing Near Reincarnation, but it's a mobile <coughs> game, so I'm not like necessarily excited for it. I just have a curiosity for it. Yeah, and I then, get that. Um, there was one more. Where to go? Oh, no, two more. Uh, Chris Tales I played the demo of last year when they did the, all the demos for the Game Awards. Um, I really liked it, so I, I am actually kind of looking forward to that one. And then the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster series, um, I'm definitely picking up. So, yeah, I didn't realize that was coming out so quick. It's only half of it, but yeah. Uh, so it's one, two, and three. And then four, five, and six will come out later. Oh, interesting. Chris, anything you picking up? Uh, well, I'm, I'm really on the fence right now about picking Monster Hunter Stories 2 either on PC or Switch. It's kind of the only thing that's holding me back is which, which system I'm going to buy it on. Um, I played the demo so much that uh, <laughs> when I fight monsters in the wild, I get the option to instant win because I'm so high level compared to them. Mm. So I, I'm enjoying that. Doesn't that uh, carry I'm also over interested. Too? It does. Yeah. It does. So I, I got a little boost ahead of me, ready to go. <laughs> Whenever I do decide to switch over. 
Um, I'm also interested in Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered series. Uh, it's kind of a thing that, that Chevy has expressed interest between the two of us kind of going through and playing all those old Final Fantasy games together. Because uh, I haven't played a lot of them myself, so I'm really curious. I want to get into that. Um, and then there's only one more on here, and uh, I've been fucking hyped for it since I found out it was coming out, which is Samurai Warriors 5. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited for that. Yeah, I think we watched something on that before, but Samurai Warriors is always good. Yeah, I don't know if we watched something specifically on it or if it was like part of like a... I think it was like part of a montage or, or yeah. some kind of uh, reel because I remember seeing it and going like, oh yeah, I didn't fucking forgot that was a thing coming out. So, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice because now it's just coming out soon. And I'm like, oh, okay, I could just pick that up for sure. So, yeah, anything else? No, that's it really. Okay, uh, just real quick recommendation. If you have a buddy you can play with and you're on Xbox, anything, uh, I would recommend you check out Operation Tango. We played that last month if you'd like to know more details on our opinions on that. But I do think it was a fun game that if you have something to play with, check it out. Just a recommendation. Uh, I picked up Monster Hunter Stories uh, 2, Wings of Ruin. Um, We'll talk about that in a little bit once we talk about what we've been playing, but uh, definitely recommend picking that up. Uh, let's see. There's a couple things here. Kind of curious about the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I just know I probably won't play it, so I probably shouldn't buy it, but I'd like to check it out. So if there's a way for me to just look at it and play it for a little bit and see if I love it, um, I, I just really want to see how it looks. Uh, let's see. Orcs Must Die 3. I really like Orcs Must Die. Orcs Must, Orcs Must Die 2 was not that great. I think the difficulty kind of ramped up like after like the first three levels too much. Where there wasn't like this ease of like getting into the game. Hopefully Orcs Must Die 3 is different. But I mean I've talked about it a million times on the channel. I love tower defense games. I like action games. I like co-op games. It's all three. It is a premium game. I think one of them had like free to play stuff going on with it. It might have been two, I don't remember. Um, which is also a turn off. Or they had a free to play game they're gonna make. I don't remember. But anyway, I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, I only found out about that game like two days ago. I was like, they're making a third one and now it's coming out. So uh, I will most likely pick that up. It's gonna be like thirty bucks and gotta play it and I'm sure I'll like it. Uh, Contra Returns I uh, don't even want to really look into because I'm sure it's just the bastardization of a series I used to love. Thanks, Konami. Um, if anybody plays that, though, and loves it, let me know. Uh, let's see. Samurai Warriors 5, I'm interested in. I'd like to see some reviews on it. Uh, Tribes of Midgard is a game I've been flirting with the idea of picking up. Um, it looks like a game that I would enjoy, but the visual style is not something I'm really too into. Um, but gameplay-wise, looks like something I would definitely play. So we'll keep my eyes open on that to see what people say about it as that comes out soonish. Uh, Chernobylite is a game I almost picked up um, when I found out it was in early access, um, but I decided to wait um, for it to release, so I will most likely pick that up as well. Um, here, Reincarnation, I'm curious about, like you said, uh, it's a mobile game, and I don't like mobile games. I, even if I try to like them, I can't like them. So um, the likelihood of me playing that and beating it if you can, or if it's just a gacha game, I have no fucking idea. I'm curious about that. I'd like to check it out. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Series looked awesome. Very excited about that. And um, what is The Ascent? I, there's so many games. Oh, The Ascent. I'm definitely picking that game up. Um, 
So yeah, I got a good like five, six games I got to pick up this month, but they're all kind of small games, kind of like indie games. So that's kind of nice. It'll be like, I'll play for a week and probably forget about it. Um, which is a great way to spend money. Um, <laughs> I'm so responsible <laughs> as a 34 year old man. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I got though. You guys got anything else? All right, let us know in the comments what do you guys think about the games being released this month. Is there anything that wasn't on that list that you would uh, like to throw in the comments and let us know, like, hey, this is coming out. You should definitely check it out. Um, what are you most excited for? What have you already picked up since we're halfway through the month already? And, uh, yeah, let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to game releases in July. All right, uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. We do that on every taste cast. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, probably should start with Chris. He's got a pretty big list. So let's get through <laughs> yeah, start yeah. cutting through that. So uh, to start, I've been playing a lot of Neo 2. I made it to the final DLC, uh, nice. and I'm on the very last boss of the game. Uh, so that's been fun, very challenging. Uh, playing in a play style, I don't normally play, so I'm doing Odachi, so big heavy weapon. Normally I go for fast, quick weapons, so it's definitely difference in play style. Um, but I'm enjoying it a lot, very much so. Uh, been playing Final Fantasy 14. I finally have every job at 80. Like, every job. Crafting, gathering, all battle professions, everything. I got it. And now I'm just kind of like, all right, what do I do now? You're done, dude. The game's over. All the stuff that you got to finish. Oh, no, no, no. <clears throat> I've been doing a lot of a lot of housing, redecorating that, the free company house. Uh, redoing, like, stuff in Katari's house and things like that. I was like literally going to uh, say, just start decorating stuff. You're already oh, 10 I've steps been ahead. doing a lot of it. Um, so I just pop in there once a day, kind of see if anybody needs anything, then hop out. Does anybody else have uh, everything I mean, at 80? Katari. Katari does. Okay. So you have one other fucking technically elite uh, person. Toki as well, but he left the free company. So. Right. What a dickhead. <laughs> what an asshole. Um, I'll play. I play a little bit of D and D Dark Alliance here and there. I kind of hop into that and do a mission and what's, hop out. What's your honest uh, opinion on that? Because I'm seeing some pretty fucking damning reviews, like four out of ten. Yeah, it's. I, I hop in thinking like, oh, this will be fun, and then the combat begins, and I'm like, this is awful. What's bad about it? The camera angles um, are very punishing, and the characters don't feel like. They do much in the way of killing monsters. It's it's a constant uphill struggle, hmm. constant. That that's interesting. Um, you mentioned the camera angles because every time we watch a video on it, and I was always kind of intrigued by it. But I always thought it was weird that the camera always seemed like it was fixed, and then every once in a while I'd see them move it. But I'm like, what's up with that? Why are they Why are they not using the camera like you typically would in any game ever? Like it always seemed like it was like just a fixed room where you walked in, like an old school game. And I was like, why is it like that? If it is cool, but then I see them move the camera. I'm like, so you can move it? Like yeah. what? Are they fucking hiding something? And the game it kind of sucks, but like it. And it, I'll play a game with some jank. Like I'm I'm 100 okay with that. I'd probably play that game and I probably wouldn't hate it. But um, that game always kind of looked half baked. That's why, like, when me and you it talk feels about half-baked. it, yeah, it just looked like it. Like, me and you would talk about it, and none, neither of us, and you, you fucking like the subject matter a mm. lot. So it's just like, none of us had like a lot of it, and it's easy to get me excited. Fucking neither of us had a lot of excitement <laughs> for it. We're just like, is that gonna be good? I hope it's gonna be good. So yeah, 
Yeah, it's the lock-on system is really poor. It feels like combat functions better when you're not locked on enemies, but then you can't do certain actions because they require you to pay, press the controller away or towards the enemy to do certain abilities. So it just doesn't work very well together. It's, hmm. it's upsetting. That's interesting. Um, yeah. What's some positives? I'll put a little bit of money. Oh, some positives. Uh, it's a looter game, and there's lots of loot. Okay, that's good. Uh the characters all feel unique in how they play. I will give them that. Like, there's an archer who does, like, she kicks a lot, so they don't do a lot of damage with the kicks, but she does a lot of damage with the bow. Uh, there's a, the Viking. He feels very much like a berserker, like two-handed weapon, smashy, smashy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drizzt, I believe his name is, is the dark elf. No? Drizzt. I don't know. What? Drizzt. Drizzt, whatever. To be fair, she uh, called him Drizzt for a long time, too, but yeah. he, he, got, okay. he got learned whatever uh he's a rogue and he feels like a rogue he feels like a magic based rogue so like he his dashes are teleports like he kind of moves through the shadows back and forth and stuff like that. it feels very quick very potent in what he does and you have the short little dwarf who's the tank he is the tank character so they, they all feel unique in their gameplay experiences which is nice but just the controls are very upsetting chevy's probably going crazy right now stroke, actually yeah <laughs> i would say he's probably going fucking insane right now with because of the amount of lore and stuff he knows about that like you're like the short guy this girl with a bow it's fine i have to um, he's the only one playing it yeah go play it you can have an opinion i can have an opinion I mean, on it, the characters sure i, mean, I agree 100 sure you can have sure fucking anything and, and another positive is, and at least for me, is that gear is reflected on your character. If you put different pieces of gear on, it shows like armor and weapons and accessories that you're wearing those pieces of gear. So it's really nice. It's amazing how many people don't do that still. It's easier not to. I know. And I'll, I accept it too. I'm like, well, okay, it's one of those games. Yeah. But then when I do see it change, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it's like a big surprise. Well, especially, especially after hearing like people who make MMOs talk about like the amount of effort it takes to make armor in games. I'm like, yeah okay definitely yeah. appreciate it more <laughs> yeah yeah so some good some bads with it in a rough spot for sure hmm. um i play a little bit of man eater here and there not too much nothing really crazy to report there uh i played near automata and i beat the c storyline oh, nice. so now i'm kind of in the the go through and kind of figure out all the little weird details in between everything mode uh, i really really hop back into it after that though but i see i beat the sea stories without uh going too far into it what do you think of the game i really had to push myself to begin with to play the game uh just because everybody talked about it so much and then i found i got into a stride and it was okay but the fact that the story is very convoluted and even after beating the sea story i still have to dig deeper to find more information is a little it's a little upsetting mm-hmm. just because I don't want to have to dig that deep to get a basic storyline. For sure. I, I I had a similar conversation recently because uh, on Twitter somebody asked um, something about like, what's your favorite horror series, something like that. And somebody had mentioned um, Evil Within. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like a super underrated one, whatever. Some guy asked if it was worth playing the second one. I was like, yeah, it's it's great. And you don't have to Google the story like in the first game to understand, <laughs> even try to understand yeah. it. Some games, a lot. I mean, dark souls can be like that. So, I mean, like, yeah. I, 
a lot of games can do that, but like a lot of Japanese games really want you to read into their lore and story. They got it all written down somewhere, but they don't portray it in like as cinematic as a lot of Western games. I think a lot of Western RPGs are equally as bad about like making you dig for stuff though. Even though I think the, yeah, but even not even an RPG, but like even like, I think Halo's shit at telling a story. The story, the story in Halo is great, but like the way it's portrayed in the games is like, you walk in rooms, people go, hey, Master Chief, we're going to go out here and call the color grounds. Right. He's like, okay. There's a lot of filler, essentially. It's just like, yeah. okay. And then you like look at the lore, you're like, whoa, this is some crazy shit. So mm-hmm. anyway, that was a long rant, but um, <laughs> I completely understand. What'd you think of the uh, the gameplay and what'd you think of the music? Uh, I love the music. In you fact, I, I turned off streaming. I have a stream music that I do when I play it, and I turned that off so I could listen to the soundtrack of the game while I was playing it. Yeah, um, awesome. And combat was really fun, too, to try to mix different weapon combos to see, like, which ones suited my playstyle better. Um, it was just really fun to kind of mess around with that. Uh, but it wasn't. it's not enough to care, because the game feels so focused on the story itself. Like, that's, I mean, as most games are, but this is really, really dedicated to, like, the story and the weird things that are happening, trying to figure out what's going on, just to be left kind of, again, on, hanging on a, Defend whatever is just yeah. Yokotaro kind of is known for being a back back end heavy writer, and he's also bad at like committing to one idea. That's why he always has so many like endings. And then when he makes another project, mm-hmm. he goes, "Ah, we'll just connect it to that." That makes ending. a lot of sense. Yeah. Even the way the story is portrayed is like all over the place, mm-hmm. and it feels intentional as you do yeah. multiple endings because starts piecing things together. And I think it's cool as a gameplay element, but it does feel like that's his brain not wanting to settle almost so it's like he's feeling out the story as he's making the game um not saying he is it just you know kind of feels like that so and i'm not criticizing i'm just you know i I get where you come from i think and a personal opinion obviously but uh no those allowed i think uh in the context of everything he's made it's a lot of fun because he's essentially just constantly making all these like bits of lore that you can connect and stuff like that but as far as like a coherent story goes it's okay yeah 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 one of the i, I always love when this happens um when and at this point because of how popular near automata is um I'm going to sound like a fucking noob, but when this game came out, so many people I know had no idea what it was. Um, I played the demo for the game, just like going like, oh yeah, what's this? And like, I started playing it and like, I was like, holy, I was like, what the fuck is this game? I was just like, (laughs) jump around shooting shit. I'm like, this game's fun as fuck. And like, it's cinematic and like the music's awesome and shit. And it's like such a cool revelation because i had known about the older games i just never played them mm-hmm. and never really looked into them or whatever and then after i played that game i was like i gotta i gotta know more like there's a whole series of this i also um, love the uh the marriage of like genres that wouldn't go together oh yeah no so. it's it's the, my favorite thing about that game is um how varied it is in every way the music changes up the gameplay changes up the camera angle just goes like hey you're gonna look from the top down now um Mm -hmm. there's a lot of bizarre stuff which i like weird shit um but that is kind of weird for the story it's like what the fuck is the rolling head thing was this was all this shit going on like so yeah i get it gameplay though i thought was that was one of the first things that hooked me i i didn't really played a third person uh action game 
that was like a bullet hell while you had a gun over your shoulder. And it mm-hmm. just, it, like, at first it's kind of weird shooting while dodging and then hitting and shit. But after all, I was like, dude, I, fuck, I love this. Like, mm-hmm. this is so good. Yeah. I, the most joy I got out of the game was the, the deep conversations that I had with people about, like, what was happening, like, lore-wise and the possibilities of, like, what it means to have sentience and the difference between, you know, Tom, uh, robot life and human life and android life and things like that was just really fun what is life what is life and yeah what is real and what isn't real and all that kind of stuff it's a deep game as far as like that goes and story-wise but just having to get all that information is just i'd be the game three times at least give me some information about what is happening you technically yeah like i said you technically have one more playthrough because you have to do the d ending but dude i beat Going back to it, I I beat Evil Within twice. The original one, I I love that game. I don't know what the story is. I still don't fully get it. And I've watched videos, and I'm convinced nobody fully understands. Because I've watched multiple videos, and they all have their own theory on what happened in the game. And then the second game was like, that was so crazy. We're going to pretend like it didn't happen. And we're going to make a coherent story, and we'll hint back to the first game. Like, oh, hey, it's the lighthouse from the first game. Yeah, I remember that. Who cares about the story though? Fuck it. We're making a new one. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, that it's so weird that you can like enjoy a game, but still go like, what the fuck is going on in this game? Like it doesn't. Yeah. 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 But I also yeah. love Kojima and that's something he's kind of famous for. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, played through that. got to see story ending. Uh, I've also played a bit of borderlands three. Nothing really crazy. It's Borderlands 3. It's Borderlands game. I don't have much to report there. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some loot. Played some Pokemon Sword. I got some loot, got some guns, shot them with it, killed some psychos, and uh, what do they call them? They don't call them dwarves. I can't remember what they call them. They call them something else now. The, 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 the mini people. Oh, um. Oh, no, no. I can't remember. They changed the names of them to be more PC. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, who are you playing as? Tinks. That's who they are. Uh, I'm playing as... Oh, the the, the secret agent guy. Oh, inter- Zane? Yeah. Yeah, Zane. Yeah, I uh, I forced myself to play him for a little bit because at first I was like, this is the least interesting guy. And I started playing, I'm like, eh, he's kind of cool. The thing they did that did that I really enjoy, not the story. I hate the story. Um, and it's coherent. It's just bad. But um, is uh, each class in the game is like uh, like three classes. They're all like mm-hmm. really big hybrids. And so anyone you look at, and you're like, well, he's the stealth guy. Well, he's also like got a drone that does stuff. That's not stealth. Um, so it kind of has some like rolling going on there with like some kind of turret thing going on. And you know, everyone's got like multiple things to go go with. So you can pick a character and. There's a, there's gonna be a tree to go into that's gonna be interesting enough. So they did a really good job with that. Gameplay wise, that game is awesome. Just oh yeah, I really, oh yeah. Really hate the story. It's a good Borderlands game for sure. It's entertaining to play. Just yeah, like you said, the story is just kind of. Yeah, I just tossed it to the wayside. The end at the uh, end. I'm not gonna talk about it, but like the one, I was already kind of just numb playing it storyline wise, <laughs> um, and then I got to the end, and there's just. Uh, uh, the credit scene's dorky, but like right before it, somebody says something that's just so cringy that I wanted to like pull my hair out of my head. I was like, oh, I no. can't Lovely. handle this, dude. Like, who who signed this off? But then you see Randy Pitchford 
spending 30 minutes at E3 just talking about his fucking movie. So it's like he's out of touch with reality. <laughs> Does he know what's happening it's, it's anymore? His he's a magician. He's creating his own reality. Anyway. Um, I've played a bit of Pokemon Sword. Nothing crazy to report there. Just kind of run around catching all the Pokemons. Uh, I've played some Elder Scrolls online here and there. Not too much lately. I've been kind of tapering back on it just because it just really hasn't caught my fancy too hard. Um, yeah, it's happened to come back in. I'm building up a tank right now. Although you're playing tank too, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, well, one of my characters. One of my characters is a, is a tank. I got him to like. Well, I'll talk about when I when I talk about it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm leveling a tank right now, and I got my necromancer. I'm just ready to mm-hmm. fucking go. But he's DPS. So anyway, I, I'd like right. to do dungeons. I want to start grinding for uh, certain bits of gear. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I also played Frostpunk for the first time and nice. uh, beat one of the storylines. It's very intense as far as like management games go. Like it's a very intense game. I started with like, I got to a point where I had like 800 people and I beat the game with 32 left. Like they all just fucking died. <laughs> it's brutal. Um, I don't know if you guys remember playing it or not, but this War of Mine, mm. uh, it's mm-hmm. a 2D perspective game, same people. So it's like, they they make really cool strategy games. Yeah, it's on my wish list. I just never pulled the trigger on it. They're adding, I think it's like multiple DLCs at once. They have like different locations and stuff and add different content. And I'm like, huh. what do you just put that all into one package? Like <laughs> they're like, we got DLCs coming out. I'm like, I get that. Put it in one thing. What making what you, an expansion? Why are you doing it like this? Multiples. Yeah. Money, money, money. Like, buy all of them. <laughs> like I'm gonna, but still. <laughs> So, yeah, that was intense. It took me a couple days to beat that because it's pretty hard. Um, but it was fun. That game, just I, I played, like This War Mine, it just bums me out. I love playing them, but both of them are so grim. They're grim-ass so games. And the whole time, I'm like, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to keep people alive, and they just keep fucking dying. People keep knocking on my door, and they take my shit. How I got to kill them? Or Frostpunk, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to keep people warm, but it's just, there's just fucking snow everywhere, and it's I'm running out of resources. Up. So there's a game where you like manage like it's like a little town or something like that, and you have to like make enough food before winter hits. What game was that, man? Yeah, I brought that up, and Josh just instantly remembered the name of it. He knew exactly what I was talking about. It was hard, man. The game is hard. That's the the game where I had the one guy walk out in the snow and winter yeah, 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 just yeah. died. It was exactly. It was it, that will always be, <laughs> even though I don't know the name of the game. I keep want to say abandoned, but that's that secret Kojima project. But uh, it's probably not. It but, is. Um, that sounds pretty close, though. It's something like that. But uh, it's got to be in it. Um, but yeah, that game was super <laughs> depressing because I was like, it's like spring. I'm like, oh, it's a nice little strategy game. I'm going to get some, go get the harvest stuff going. I'm going to cut some trees down. I got these big, strong dudes bringing logs and shit. And summer happens. I'm like, hey, everything's going pretty good. Then fall hits, and I'm like, hey, we're going to get ready for the winter. It can't be that bad. And then sickness hit town and people are in their cabins just dying. And then I run out of people who can get fucking resources and now it's snowing. So you can't get any and people start dwindling. And then the last two people or three out of the last three people, two people die. And then the last guy just wandered out into a field into the snow and just died out there. And after that, the game just kept going. It was just silence. I'm just watching the snow on my empty town. That was just fine last season. Yeah. I'm like, that's depressing. Yeah, that game's wild. <laughs> I think it starts with a B. Banner Lord. 
Watch, watch Josh comment on this. It's this. Oh, banished. Banished. Yep. It's yeah. a cool game. Check it out. Yeah. Very depressing. Yeah, as long as you can handle it. Yeah. On the list of grim games. Yeah, be be in a good mental state before playing that one. True. Not that I shouldn't play it ever. Oof. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I also played and beat the game Carrion. Uh, oh, it's nice. a fun little monster game. You just kind of go around a fa- facility, kind of solving puzzles and and eating people. Devolver, yeah. Um, and it's it's supposedly based in Seattle because there's a bunch of there's like a space needle in the background at one point. So it was a fun little game. Uh, I got pretty addicted to it at one point. Just couldn't stop playing it until I beat it. I like the. Uh... Well, I mean, it's chaotic, but I like the physics of it. Mm-hmm. I can, like, throw shit around and people mm-hmm. just get ripped in half. Also, it had, like, oh, a yeah. love... story that I thought it was going to have. Yeah. And I love ragdolling the people around. Yep. Not even eating them. Just grabbing them and kind of flailing them about. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's scary that you're <laughs> playing that. You're the one ripping these. People are, like, hiding and shit, and you're just fucking ripping them up. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um... I've also been playing some Torchlight 3 lately, last couple of days. Uh, I'm still kind of on the fence about it, though. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I am yeah. such an advocate for Torchlight and Torchlight 2. I love those games to death. And I bought Torchlight 3 just looking at it and going, uh, it's Torchlight. It's got to be good, right? It's got to be good. It's got a lot of cool ideas, but holy shit, that game really feels like a discombobulated remnant of what their original plan was to make kind of an MMO. Mm. And it's got this yeah. weird clay looking style to it that I hate. That reminds me of, uh, was that kingdoms of Amalur? I think it's called. Yeah. Where it was supposed to be an MMO. It's just and a like, vacant oh. world. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is <clears throat> dead feeling. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I've playing that. I play as the uh, automaton because I like the idea of just switching my body parts out. <laughs> Fun. You would have loved Machinist. Um, uh, not Machinist. Uh, Puppeteer, Final Fantasy XI. Hmm. Mm. Did they add the... It, it's kind of sad. They they announced a new class. I don't know if it's out or not. Um, it's like a ghost pirate, which sounds interesting. Yep. And then they announced that yep. they're not going to work on the game anymore. And it, it doesn't have to do with them. I think it has to do with the parent company that bought them. Um, they're like, okay, you're moving on to something else. Perfect world, I believe. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we tried, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck. God damn it, dude. Free play MMO company. Uh, imagine that. Yeah. I did I did play the ghost, the, the cursed pirate, or the cursed captain, I think is what it's called. So it is out. Uh it's it's pretty interesting. You you get doubloons for killing enemies, and you can use those doubloons to summon ghost pirate members. Hmm. Uh, and so he's kind of like a necromancer in that sense that you can like change what they do or how they attack. Yes, uh, but he's also got uh, pirate boat skills, like you summon like barrages and things like that from offshore. Hmm. It's an interesting character. I have to reinstall it. Although the idea of playing that game now, I don't I don't know if it got completed or not. So. They were in the process of working yeah. on it, and then they're like, "Well, we're gone." I'm like, "All right, bye, dude." <laughs> oh, that's okay. Bye. Thanks for thanks for trying. I guess God, that's a shame. <laughs> Torchlight Two is so fucking solid, though. It's it stands the test oh, yeah. of time. Play it. It's fucking great. 
Worst thing about it, there's too much loot, but that's not a horrible problem to have. I'll say it's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'd rather that <laughs> than the opposite, but you don't get to save her weapons, so yeah, or gear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also played a bit of EDF. Can't really talk about that. EDF. Uh, yes, EDF. the bug menace. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> Uh, and then, like I said before, I played a bit of Monster Hunter Stories 2 demo, so I've played quite a bit of that. Quite a bit of that. What do you think of it? I really like it. I've been really craving an RPG-esque, like, old, like, you know, turn-based RPG-style gameplay. And, uh, it's fun, and I really like how they incorporate the weapons and Monster Hunter gameplay into this. I think it's a really neat marriage. It's a, it's a great marriage, actually. It's really interesting because the game is just straight up a JRPG and it's Pokemon, but like it's also within the Monster Hunter universe. So it's like, which is perfect for Pokemon style game because there's so many different monsters in Monster Hunter, but also like Monsties. to account for, um, you know, you play all these characters with different weapons in Monster Hunter. It's like, you know, if if the monsters are the main focus of monster Hunter, the weapons are also one of the main focus. Um, so it's like, how do you, what do you, what do you do with that? And you switch weapons for different types of things. And it's kind of an interesting, the thing I like about monster Hunter stories too, just kind of diving in as well is like, it doesn't feel like just a cash grab. It feels like a legit, well thought out JRPG, which is nice. It's got good graphics. It's clean looking got the kind of jrpg music i like story so far is interesting and then like the combat is like similar to a lot of things got rock paper scissors system to it but like Mm -hmm. um it's involved enough that i'm not just hitting the attack button over and over again waiting for the match or the fight to be over right and the weapons retain their like sense of individuality too it's not just like you know this is you know, rock. This is paper. This is this is this is rock. Like like the gun lance gets uh, bonuses for shelling because you can shell in it when you're going to head to head combat. Uh, or like the bow, you can charge your weapon to skip a turn to access a whole bunch of new skills and things like that. So they really like maintain the identities of the weapons in the rock paper schematic. It was re- it's really cool. Yeah. And then there's like you can ride the monsties and stuff like that too. So it's like yeah, kind of gives you a different avenue of that world that that feels similar definitely if you're into monster hunter you're gonna look at a lot of stuff and be like hey it's monster hunter just super cartoony looking but like also offers you something that you don't really get from the monster hunter we're used to and i think it also has like up to four player co-op yeah from what i watched i watched a video on it and it was real real short because so i didn't get a lot of details but they're saying that like Later on, you unlock missions for two-player co-op where you can fight uh, bosses. And then those you get more and more and more of those. Uh, also, uh, community member um, Psycho was telling me about it a bit too. But then I also saw in that video saying that there is four-player multiplayer, but they're saying it's 2v2. Uh, of course it is. Which I'm less interested in. If there yeah, is four-player no, co-op, let me know in the comments but from what i've heard that's the gist so duo battles yeah and then duo co-op because kind of like temtem you can fight with each other mm-hmm. against things so it's another game i'd like to get back into hmm. it's kind of disappointing well, with still kind of cold has something 
Yeah, I, I'm just grateful it has multiplayer at all. Yeah. So but that's all I've been playing. I know that's a, that's all. You know, that short little list. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing my, well, my list is gonna seem real fucking short because I just kind of do- dove in <laughs> to one of the games I've been playing. I picked up Monster Hunter Stories too as well. I haven't played it a lot, but I have played it. Um, and I pretty much kind of talked about it already. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I do want to play it more. Um, I was going to buy it on Switch, but then I bought it on PC because we're moving. So my Switch is packed up. And uh, I'm on my PC all the time. And so if there's a game I'm going to play, there's it's more likely I will play it if it's on my PC. Um, I have to kind of push myself to go play console games, which is great. Because like two years ago, I was playing console games nonstop. And now I'm just hardcore PC gamer again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. I would definitely, for anybody out there who's like, you know, whether you're new to the series or like old school, but you feel maybe you're like a purist, you're like, I'm not going to play that. looks, I kind of thought the same thing about the first stories game. I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, but, uh, but that one didn't look as good as this one. But anyway, if you're one of those people who looks at this game and goes like, ah, it's not Monster Hunter. It, it, it is. It's Monster Hunter. Just the JRPG. It's just colorful. If you like JRPGs and you like Monster Hunter, uh, you know, the themes of Monster Hunter, the monsters from it, the weapons. It's a JRPG. If you like JRPGs, you like Monster Hunter, play it. Um, it's really fun. I've heard nothing but great things. I've been seeing like seven to nines out of tens. Um, Psycho, name dropping him again, was saying that he like really liked it a lot. Because um, I, I believe, he, yeah, he said he beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like nothing but praise. So, uh, yeah, I get it. And uh, I'll report more on it as I play it further. Like I said, I'm in the beginning of it. But it's it's pretty neat. Um, and it's not just Pokemon because you get to fight as well, kind of like what Chris was saying. There's the different weapons like that. So it's kind of a cool hybrid. Um, kind of hits a lot of different notes that I'm really kind of digging. So, And uh, I guess it's like a 40-hour game. So that's uh, pretty manageable. It's not like you have to spend fucking 160 hours in it. Uh, let's see. I've played WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which is one of the games for Plus Club. Um, so I'll talk about it then. But I will tell you this. There's little chubby wrestler guys in it. True. Um, play Black Ops 4, because it's also another game we're going to be talking about on Plus Club. Um, a game I've played a lot already. So it's weird returning to it. I'm going to say one thing. And this isn't really... I'm going to have a pretty detailed analysis on, of this game because I've played pretty much every Call of Duty. So pretty much going to talk about where it stacks up. But one thing I want to say is playing Black Ops 4, this isn't this isn't my grade or my assessment of Black Ops 4 as a game. This is it versus Cold War. And if you like Cold War, more power to you. I'm happy for you. I don't like Cold War. I think it's fucking awful. I think it feels unfinished. I feel like Treyarch should have never took on that project. I don't know what Activision was thinking. Black Ops 4 feels like an amazing first-person shooter compared to it. I was playing, I was like, oh yeah, Call of Duty. There it is. And it's... I'm not going to go into details of that. I don't think it's the only Activision product I've heard issues about this year. Whew. Them and EA and a couple people need to get their shit together. Maybe Ubisoft, because they're making some pretty big... um, Decisions on franchises that are doing really well right now. What the fuck are you doing? It's cool. I'll just keep playing Japanese games then. Oh, man. <clears throat> but maybe Bethesda will make a big comeback. They got some games up their sleeve. Um, that's I don't believe that. But if it happens, we're all better for it. Uh, so, yeah. Been playing Black Ops 4. 
and it's 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 Call of Duty. Uh, <clears throat> been playing EDF five. Can't talk about it too much, but I have been I've streamed that twice now. Those are on those are unlisted, but if you check the stream uh, tab uh, playlist on the channel uh, or even on they'll be over on Twitch, uh, you can check out the streams if you miss them. Um, been streaming early lately because I've been waking up early, so that's weird. It's different different people <laughs> during that time than at night. Um, Normies, man. Yeah, yeah, that's really weird. But I'm up, people are like, you're up, and I'm like, I guess, I guess I'm here. Um, <laughs> yeah, can't wait to talk about EDF5. I am doing a lot of things that I, I, I've played this game before. I played it uh, quite a bit on PS4 and hopping over to PC. I, I, I'll, I'm going to throw this out there so people know. If you start progressing in offline mode, which makes sense, everybody does it typically, your character's progress uh, carries over, but your uh, mission progress does not. So I would recommend you play online mode if you ever plan on playing with your friends. Have a private server, uh, lock it, and play there so you keep your progression so you don't have to do the fucking tutorial again. Because oh, holy shit, I played the show EDF uh, 4.1. Love it. doesn't have a crazy, stupid fucking tutorial. In EDF 5, they're like, we got to really explain this simple game to simple people because we don't think people understand I mean... it. And so we're going to have a whole level where this guy who is a dipshit just talks to you and you don't shoot anything. And it takes like 15 minutes. And uh, just save yourself the the hassle of ever having to play that more than once. Play online mode. Lock your server or your room if you don't want to play with people until you have friends to play with. I would just play on online mode. Or if you're never going to play with people, play in offline mode. But you've been warned. That's something I had to learn because I started on offline mode. And I went over to online mode. I'm like, oh, I don't think I've even touched offline, so... Well, yeah, you guys play together, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Just don't touch offline because you have to restart. All your weapons will carry over That's in good. progress, which is great. I'm happy about that. Um, even though they'll be locked to certain levels if, if they're too high that you can't use them. Yeah, the, the series in general has a weird like check mark system, too, yeah. when it comes to like level progression. So. Yeah, I was looking at all the missions. I didn't have check marks on them. I was like, what the fuck? And then yeah, like I like checked another and I checked another class. I had check marks. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, that game so wants that, you wants you to do everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so not my opinion, but we've talked about it before. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of EDF, so we'll, we'll discuss it at the end of the month. Uh, last thing I'm going to mention, I don't have a lot to say on it. I, I play ESO like every night. I'm always playing ESO. <laughs> it's my MMO right now. I'm getting to the point where um, I'm starting to lean away from it a bit uh, to allow myself time to play other games because I was going really hard on uh, ESO, which is great. I've been enjoying it. Uh, a couple things. Uh update wise on what's happening in that game for me uh, my necromancer is i think around like champion level 350 i plan on hitting 400 um so i've been on that grind um i am at the point where i am doing dolmens in alkir desert if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about um because it is a fast way to get xp um, although i would not recommend you do that unless it's like an alt character or character you're now grinding because there's a lot of stuff to do in eso don't cheapen the experience by just going and doing dolmens and alkir desert um do dungeons every day to get my dailies uh you get a chunk of xp for doing you know a dungeon doing the pvp and winning or getting first or second place um you get uh your bonus so i do that um, I already have uh, a set for my Necromancer's build that's like the third tier, so I'm going to start working on getting the higher tiered uh, gear um, for my build. 
Uh, so I'm working on that. Got both my companions. I'm leveling one of them. Uh, the companion system's really cool. They level, you get skills you get to assign to them. You get to assign gear and weapons to them. Um, and it's specifically for them. It's not just normal stuff. They get their own companion gear and that all unlocks once you unlock your companion. And you just kind of summon them. It's kind of nice too if you join a party and four people. If there's three people in the party and you have your uh, companion out, they will stay around. But if a fourth person joins, they just get pulled out. Um, and then when they leave, they'll resummon um, the kind companion. Of reminds me of Monster so it's 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 nice, um, and it's really cool to have a companion running around, especially because that game's so solo friendly. Um, there's certain things you're not gonna do by yourself, but um, most of the content you can play by yourself. And so if you are somebody who wants to play like an Elder Scrolls experience, it's not fully an Elder Scrolls experience, but you know it's going for that. Um, it simulates it quite well. Yeah, it does a really good job at it. Uh, I like it more than Skyrim, but, uh, but that's not that's not hard for me. Um, <laughs> Having the companion with you adds to that. You get to craft a second character um, and have say in how they're built, what skills they use, if they're a healer, a tank, blah, 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 blah. It's a cool addition and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I have completed uh, almost everything in Blackwood, which is the newest expansion. Um, I have a couple little quests here and there, little side quests I need to complete, but like all the major stuff, all the public dungeons, I've completed it all, so I've 100% that shit. Um, I do plan on finishing all the side quests there, and then I'm going to retroactively go back and start finishing some of the areas. I finished, I finished Skyrim as well, West Skyrim, so I have two areas. I, it's so weird to even be talking about that, because I don't... I, I have not been playing MMOs for a while, so like to be putting this time into an MMO is, is stupid, um, but fun. And then, yeah, so the Necromancer's cool, enjoying him. Um, PvP's fun, uh, which is nice, because that's very hit or miss for me in MMOs. Um, some games just kind of have it to have it, and some games like put time and dedication into making it worthwhile. ESO does a good job at making it something worth doing. I'm under the impression that game has a PvP scene anyways. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, like Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, even though those games are completely like uh, PvE-centric, uh, they're also very PvP-centric. Like mm -hmm. they, they really have a good mix there. Um, so yeah, been enjoying the PvP, which is good, because um, I like PvP if it's done well and it feels good. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm leveling a, uh, a tank right now. He's a Dragon Knight. Um, sword and shield because that's kind of the meta um, at this point everybody's like you can tank with anything but like if you want to be like a good tank you should do sword and shield so I'm like okay I want to be a good tank if people are going to rely on me I'm just going to make sure I build something that people don't have to worry about it um, I made him a Nord though because originally he was a I was making a DPS character and he was um, ah, fuck I forgot what race he was doesn't matter um and then when i decided i wanted a tank because i would have a dps character um i looked up and people were like oh yeah nord and uh i think imperial were the two that people were saying were the best right now for tank so i picked nord even though it's boring like i just looks like a viking i'm like okay cool it's like <sighs> fucking thor and marvel movies i'm like it's just thor's like god oh, dude it's not it's not anything interesting. Anyway, I don't want to bitch too much. Um, yeah, I have, I have a Viking guy. He takes a lot of damage. It's nice. I got him to like 26 right now, so I'm I'm getting up there. 
I plan on hitting 50 with him, and then I want to make a healer because I don't have a whole lot of experience with healing in MMOs. Um, I know I know what you're supposed to do. Played plenty of them. Been healed a lot. Never really done it myself though, so I would like to maybe explore that. Done a little bit of tanking, not a lot, but um, I am familiar with that. Um, yeah, playing that a lot. But like I said, I'm kind of pulling back because I put so much time into ESO right now that there's all these other games. I'm like, ah, I want to play that. I want to play. Like I, I so badly want to play Hunt right now. And uh, luckily, Cody's seeming very interested in playing Hunt right now. I guess he's been playing it. So uh, especially with Desol, um coming out, it's already in test servers now. Um, new map. I really want to play it. Especially finding out there's Shrek's house in it. So. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's what I've uh, that's what I've been playing. Yes. So, um, outside of playing games, I spend a uh, way too much time watching a certain popular uh, MMO streamer switch to try another game, and it has been quite entertaining. I won't mention names, but shout out um, to Asmund Gold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For all the stuff I've heard about that guy, actually watching him, I get it. The dude's super entertaining. So, um, outside of that, though, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, <laughs> uh, as everyone has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, the last couple dungeons I ran, it was nothing but sprouts. I was like, okay, time to do this the slow way. <laughs> I saw somebody post something like that on uh, Twitter as well. It was just a bunch of sprouts. I mean, everywhere. it's a good problem to have, but it's just, sure. it's, it's weird to not just like plow through content. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which is fine. I, I, uh, I always appreciate, um, specifically cause the game lets you know, which is nice. But like, if someone comes in and like, Hey, I've never done this before. I'm like, okay, my mentality is going to change now. So as it should, yeah. anybody who plays any game that's relying on a population yeah. to keep the game going, you should be as welcoming as possible unless the guy's a dickhead. Yeah, but if you got the Burger King crown and I'm doing better than you, there's an issue. So, Mentor oh, status. The Sorry. Burger King crown. Yeah, if you play enough, you get a little crown that call, makes you a mentor. A lot of people do it just for the mount, though, and not to actually help people. I just hope it's actually a Burger King It looks crown. like it. That's why everyone calls it that. I love that. So, yeah. Um, I And I'm actually, it's funny because you're talking about like backing off from ESO. I actually backed off from 14 a lot. I was taking a break to not burn out on it. And I'm kind of like, I've been in the mood to play an MMO again. So I've been kind of like getting back into it again. Um, I am trying to do what Chris has done recently and get an Omni 80 character. But holy crap, there are some classes I just do not enjoy playing. And I am leveling Bard right now, which is one of those classes I do not like playing. So That would be rough for yeah. me because I don't, if I don't enjoy playing the character, it's a fucking chore. Yeah. Yeah. It's starting to feel a little bit uh, like a chore. I, I know to be a little patient cause I know your kit unlocks the higher level you get. So it could turn into something I enjoy playing, but early Bard is so boring for me. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, I've also been doing some miscellaneous, you know, collection stuff that, you know, has existed since the game came out. I completed my white mage uh, relic weapon, which is your grind item for 2.0. And I have one step left to do on my white mage uh, anima weapon, which is your heaven's ward one. So I almost got two weapons done this week. Um, yeah, 
I think I have five jobs left until I'm Omni 80, and three of them are like level 60 plus, so those ones won't take very long. But You're almost done. Yeah, I'm getting there. It's just, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of down to the jobs I didn't level for a reason. So. It's going to be a slog. Yeah. Actually, Monk, I have not even barely played, so that one, I can't Ooh. say if I like or not. I just unlocked it and never touched it, so. Oh, I love Monk. It's supposed to be fun. Um, I like it. I haven't played Melee in a while, so that's going to be strange. I've been caster for so long now. Uh, let's see what else I play. I played a little bit of the Chibi Wrestling game or WWE 2K, whatever it's called, plus game. Can't talk about it. One thing I want to say about that game, it, there's more to it than I thought there would be. In some ways. In other ways, I'm... Sure, it's I, a simple yeah. game. It's yeah. a simple game, but like combat-wise, I was surprised that it's, it's almost just a normal wrestling game that mm. looks like we looks. <laughs> um, also, Stone Cold in the comic gives this dude like just like the most almost romantic hug. Like, that's weird. Yeah, the... It kind of walks up this guy. He's like, hey, old friend. And they're just like embracing each other. I was like, those guys are good friends. I am so out of touch that seeing really Stone good, Cold not really pounding beers and flipping people he off. He was weird. not doing any of that. He was just so. holding his buddy real tight. <laughs> I was like, that's cool, dude. I got good friends, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, played that a little bit. Um, probably a little more, but I, I I think I got a pretty good gist of it. Is there a multiplayer? Probably. Maybe, maybe fucking try that if I feel like it. Uh, if we're going to plan any multiplayer night, I think we need to do an EDF night. But I, I play the game. I've been <laughs> playing the game almost every night. Um, see, I haven't touched that. I haven't touched the other plus games. We should also play, because it's going to be easier for you guys, but Black Ops 4. Yeah. Because that does not have a single player. For sure. Black Ops 4 was notoriously... Only, yeah. Yeah, it came out and people were pissed. People who don't play single player of Call of Duty ever were pissed they weren't going to get a single player in a game they weren't going to buy. Can't wait for Chris to be frustrated. Um, well, it, it, that one has a hero shooter thing going on with it. So maybe Chris will enjoy it more. Maybe. Cause it's kind of overwatchy. Um, what else did I play? Oh, Minecraft. Uh, I finally finished the floor in my, uh, workshop. So now I actually can work on another project. Um, which is kind of tough for me because I don't know what I want to work on. I'm also got a couple things I'd like to do, but they involve other people and I haven't been able to like match up time um, with other people to play. So um, like I want to do a, I can't remember what they're called exactly, but like underwater temples. Cause I'd like to start getting some of those lights instead. Cause I like the way they look Dude, match up time with people. That's fucking rough. Cause like I haven't played shit with anyone in a while. Mm. And, uh, Literally, fucking today, Josh hits me up. He's like, hey, you want to play RDO? I'm like, yes. I want to play RDO really bad. I want to try out the new content. I got to film. So, <laughs> wrong night. All the time. I got, I've had so much free time. And then tonight, he wanted to play. And then right after that, Cody hits me up. He's like, hey, dude, want to play Hunt? I'm like, yes. I really <laughs> want to play Hunt. And I'm so happy you want to play Hunt. And we should definitely play Hunt. I got to fucking film tonight. Yeah. I was like, why are both well, of you doing this? It's funny. Uh, it's all week, I, I, when I've been logging into Final Fantasy XIV, uh, I noticed that I'm like within 10 minutes of Chris having logged out and uh, someone else has been logged out too. I think it's been uh, Madara, but I'd like just missed both of them. I'm like, fucker, would. Guess I'm playing by myself, though I have seen 
uh, run down a little bit. So yeah, she's been playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had a black joke about today. Today? Yesterday? I don't know what day it is. Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. It's all blur. Um. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing I played was uh, the. Well, I guess I, I've been playing Loop Hero, but that's there's nothing to report there. That's my. I want to watch YouTube and play games. You didn't get a, you didn't get a new milestone and get new gear. I beat people, the second boss. Finally, people get excited for. I don't know what the hell that game is, it's, but it's hard. But because mm. um, I it it kind of takes from like roguelikes in that regard, where like you die, you start over type of deal, but you have unlocks to make it easier as you go. So, Returnal. Yeah, it's a game I need to play more um, of. But I played the New World Alpha, and, and it killed your computer. Killed my computer, but I it could also it's been. Good. It's hard to say because that was when the heat wave was starting too. What an endorsement! <laughs> should, should, should just say that when you go on Steam, it's like so good. It killed my computer. Well, okay, so the game is visually very nice, so I give them that. Not that nice though. Sure. Sure. The only other game that ever killed a computer that I saw was when I originally played Oblivion when it first came out. And that game was so advanced, so ahead of every other game that existed at the time, that I made the ugliest character I could. I was trying to make him as ugly as possible. It crashed my computer, couldn't turn it back on for like an hour. My character was so ugly, my computer died. It was pretty much your computer. computer was like, no, I don't want to see that shit. Dude, I, I, was, I spent so much time crafting as ugly as possible. And my computer was just like, oh. stop, please, and just murder itself. <laughs> I was just torturing it. It's awful. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what happened. I'm a piece of shit. I played New World for about two hours, and then my computer shut off, and then I couldn't get it to turn back on for like, almost a whole day so so should i be super excited for that game or buyer beware you're in for a scare uh neither <laughs> there's you mean there's nuance there's in between <laughs> um no, no black and white only so my, my my issue with the game is that i've played the the beginning twice so mm. I, it's hard for me to to say too much and then the the weapon i wanted to use um I didn't really get access to, and by the time I found the ability to craft stuff, um, that's when my computer decided it was done. So, and again, I'm not 100 blaming New World. It could have been the heat. We were going through stupid weather at the time. We were going so. through it, all right. Um, but I don't think it helped, especially because the game is in alpha, and I don't know if the coding is really all that great yet. So, um, they be getting that coding fucking good. I mean, it's getting a little late, guys. Wouldn't be the first time MMO came out uh, unfinished. How about we delay so. it again over and over and over again? Probably. And then while you do that, add more microtransactions that are going to be added to the game when it launches. Everybody loves microtransactions. What's wrong with that? I just like the idea that, like, hey, this game we've been working on that everybody's kind of like, uh, about, and we keep delaying it. We got some exciting features for you. Microtransactions. <laughs> That's going to be a thing when the game launches. We're like, yay. Right. My hero, Amazon, thank you. Thanks, Amazon. Is it fun gameplay though? Wise? <laughs> um I mean I think I think for you you'll like it. because uh, it is out. incredibly Uh-oh. similar to me, uh, to ESO in the way it plays. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So for me, I find it fun, but it doesn't scratch the MMO itch for me at all. Um 
So it's more like a third-person action game that has MMO features. I can play around with people, stuff like that. But the the combat is like just not that exciting for me. Um, I like macro combat. I think is the the deal when I'm thinking MMOs. Obviously, if I want to play an action game, it works fine. Yeah, I like both, but uh, I definitely prefer macro combat for an MMO. Yeah. Um, that game looks similar to ESO, but also ESO is this weird mid area where it is macro combat but also action combat whereas that game looks like it's trying to be almost like dark souls Mm, it has cooldowns on your abilities and stuff too just well i'm not i'm talking about the cooldowns i'm talking about like it almost looks like a lock on target fucking game i didn't do that so no i know it just almost looks like it oh yeah i don't know i it just they play very similar in my opinion so um, i'll get my hands on it i'll be the final judge so it has like you know two to three hotkeys you can press and they have, you know, their cooldowns or whatever. And, mm. um, the one thing I, um, I did take from it that I liked, um, was the crafting system seems pretty robust. So if you're into crafting, it seems like there will be a lot of that available. Um, and the gathering, uh, system seemed pretty neat as well. I don't know if I like it as much as like, let's say Final Fantasy 14, but, um, if there's a huge emphasis on it, I can only hope that it actually, um, is useful because like a lot of times mmos will put crafting in and this is like a little mini game you could do but it doesn't actually have any sway on economy or end game like it's just there and then people stop doing it versus like you know 14 um it always has a purpose and in some other you know games it can but it, like i know for example to use world of warcraft as an example i guess crafting has become a joke at this point where like there's almost no reason to do it so um, I would hate for that if they put that kind of work into a system that seems very robust and then not to not have a use. That would be a bummer. Yeah, that's exactly so. Like the like, whole thing just is useless. Like yeah. So I'm hoping because um, I was kind of like dipping my toes in in the the water there when it came to the crafting. I was like, oh, I could see spending a lot of time doing this. Um, and enjoying it because the gathering is very much like go out and, and you know find the stuff and uh, when you you know take you know from like a plant for example the plant actually disappears on the screen and stuff like that it, it was very almost like arc like in that regard I guess mm-hmm. so um, yeah it's neat I'm I'll probably pick it up I don't know how much time I'll put into it after I buy it but I plan on playing it but I think honestly at this point if an MMO comes out I'm probably gonna buy it and then if it can keep me we'll see but. Yeah, I've already kind of made the decision to support MMOs um, as long as they're not trash or insulting to the consumer. Yeah, um, I'm not just going to buy something, but I do want to support and validate people who want to make MMOs because I'm sick of not having. It's it's 2021. MMOs should be insane right now, and the MMOs that have existed for years have come a long way, and they're impressive. But imagine a game coming out now with the budget of these games. Uh, with a long-term plan and, uh, you know, strategy that doesn't involve just, like, completely fucking over their customers. Yeah. Um, that'd be great. Nobody's doing it, though, except for Ashes of Creation and New World. Yeah, I'm very curious about Ashes. Uh, there's another one, too. I can't remember the name of it right now. That's uh, Lost Something. It's coming out soon. Um, Lost Ark? Is that what it's called? Yeah, but that's like a Diablo style game. Oh yeah, but it's technically a because I think it has an open world. But uh, Ashes of Creation uh, is definitely going for that traditional MMO audience. Um, it's supposed to be like old school. It looks like it. Yeah. Uh, 
to the point where I think the UI is extremely fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a bit of a turnoff, but if it's fun, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah, so. visually, it's funny because I've been following it for a little bit. And um, in the time that I watched recent gameplay and gameplay from like a couple months ago, the graphics have increased significantly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. It's almost like the first video I watched was like an early build. And the new build, they just like we're working on, didn't show anybody because it's a pretty substantial jump. But they're actually um, coming out of technical alpha into normal alpha right now. Yeah. So, um, but their goals on what to do with that game do sound intriguing because mm. uh, they are a lot of them are people who came from like um, EverQuest and other older MMOs, and they want to go back to like fulfilling and challenging MMOs. Which I can definitely respect, especially with all these classic versions of games coming out. Yeah, fuck those up anyway, too. But um, uh, they have like these um, kind of like territory systems they want to have in the game, where like if you're questing, it's not even just PvP like most games that I'm used to, where you fight for territories. It's if you're questing in the territory, it will advance the territory and it'll start evolving. And you'll if if people in your faction are questing there more often, so it's like PVE territory control. Kind of reminds me of the Dark Age Camelot days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it'll kind of like lock in an area, but it's supposed to like also evolve the way it looks. Which straight up, I don't think they're gonna do that because it sounds way too fucking advanced. But if they do, uh, facing already exists in MMOs though. Sure, but I just don't buy it. But if they do it, awesome. I want mm. them to do it. I'm just not going to, even though they say they're going to do it, I'm just straight up my brain's like, yeah, they're lying. They didn't, they're, I'm sure they want to <laughs> do it. It's ambitious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they want to do it. They're not going to do it. But if they do it and I'm wrong, fucking dope. That's For sure. That, but that game's backing is the drought of MMOs, but also it does have ideas that the visual style of it is not the selling point to me. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's the goal of what they want to achieve with it. But it's also really early in its development. Wow, so, and I, especially with recent events in the MMO space right well, now, really, it's been worked on for years. Um, I would say people are starving for an MMO right now. Sure, I'm I'm at the point where I'll buy oh, yeah. one if it comes out, and if I don't, I'm not really too into it. I'll come back to it later, like ESO. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, and I'm just to, to harp on that MMO drive four days ago, uh, as of recording, Final Fantasy 14. You couldn't buy any more digital copies. The store wouldn't sell Never. anymore, and the servers on North America wouldn't ma- let you make any more characters. Like. There was that many people who had bought it and made new characters, and so the demand for MMOs is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it was funny. What's his face on Twitter? Uh, Grums mm-hmm. guy worked on WoW he back had in the a day. Tangent about it. He uh, somebody was like asking him if it's worth it. He's like, "Good luck fucking getting getting into the game." He's like, "I had to do a bunch of weird stuff to get access to the game, like buying you know, was way into it because they had locked digital versions out." So. Yeah, they have an automated system that's based off of like uh, projections, and there was a surge that was way past their projections, so they didn't have enough uh, essentially authentication keys. So well, like they gotta adjust server capacity and all that shit. Like the game's just kind of been hanging out and it's seen growth, but getting a surge like that, well, you gotta be ready for. it. And so. it's crazy too because Square saw that growth and immediately went, "Okay, well, we're gonna invest plural millions into." Uh, uh, new servers so i guess that's happening early next year they're gonna start building new servers for the game so i'm curious to see because i've we we talk about 14 a lot and even though i don't play it right now i have played it and i'm a fan of it i think it's one of the best mmos but um i'm curious to see how much of that splash the waves making right Retention. now will 
pull back out? How many people will maybe go to other MMOs or go back to WoW, which I, you know, it, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll do. You don't invest that much time into something and just give it up. Um, yeah, talked actually, about it a million times, and it's like the only thing that'll kill WoW is WoW. No one else is going to do mm -hmm. it, so they can mm -hmm, turn around. Mm -hmm. Even though reading all the internal memos and hearing about what they're saying, it's like pretty damning shit. And, yeah. Uh, even there's like infighting going on in Blizzard right now and stuff like that. So it's like a, it's a fucking mess. But I've seen a few people. Square's got to be happy, for sure. Um, yes, that's again a good problem to have for them right yeah, now. Yeah, they're just like hanging out <laughs> and all the shit's happening over there, and then a bunch of people show up at their door and they're like, hey, "Come in." Well, in a good example, not that, you. We got too many. They're obviously paying attention to because a good example of that is like um, anyone who follows Asmin at all knows that like Blizzard. You know, they don't really actually like the guy that much, I yeah. guess. And then as soon as he like hinted at playing Final Fantasy, Square literally tweeted him, they're like, Have fun. They just welcomed him instantly. So they knew. They knew yeah. as soon as he played there was gonna be a huge surge. So I don't think they expected this. I don't think anyone did, because even he, when he was looking at his analytics for his first day, he was just like, I there's no way I would have known that almost a million unique viewers would have come to my stream. Well, it generates excitement in a lot of ways for fans of Final Fantasy XIV. It's validation. Like, oh, shit, he's coming over here to check this out. Mm -hmm. We all love it. Um, it's also kind of drama-esque for people. It, I don't follow that shit. Twitch, sure. Twitch streamer drama shit I'm not into, but mm -hmm. I just don't give a fuck. But, like, the idea of a dude who's so prominent in the WoW community, streaming-wise, yeah. uh, even checking something else out shows doubt. And makes people go like, "Well, is he gonna fucking leave WoW?" Blah blah blah. blah. And he's like, "I'm not gonna leave WoW. This I love WoW. So I play WoW." And like, it's this whole thing, and it's like that shit is is I think kind of ridiculous. But on a business standpoint, um, he he's got a big audience, like any other big streamer. Yeah, he's exactly. just advertising nonstop for a game, and you know, Blizzard's not gonna want him to stop doing that. But then if he's playing some, you know, their competitors' game. Now he's advertising for them. Yeah, that that causes some really interesting shifts in in the the market. Sure, and it, and a good example of that would be like if if Ninja played Apex instead of Fortnite, or sure. if um, mm. can't remember the guy's name. He's a big like CS:GO player, I guess, or I guess. But if he went and played like Valorant, all of a sudden Siege, yeah, or uh, something. Th that community would go, whoa, what's happening? So yeah, I thought you only play this game, yeah, bro. Exactly. What are you doing? So, and it would it would definitely make notice and the other problem with that is or not problem the other thing with that too is it's a snowball effect because other streamers see that and they go oh i went in on that too yeah and they do it so it's enough of a of a movement that can shift business that's why these people get paid by companies millions yeah. of dollars because yeah. there is an effect right so it's influence they have influence yeah exactly um that being said, coming back to MMOs, I just talked about how the, it is a starved market. There's literally like, <clears throat> don't take this number literally, but like five games. There's like five like MMO games. To Major play right MMOs, now. yeah. yeah. So, there's um, still plenty. And there's a lot of like uh, Korean MMOs out there, stuff like that. But like the major ones that are popular. Yeah. Um, there's Guild, room. Guild Wars 2, ESO, Final Fantasy 14, WoW. Yeah. I games like that have been around one. for. A while, a long time, yeah. yeah. None of those are fresh games. So, um, I'm rooting for Ashes of Creation because even though I love 14, putting someone else out there makes other people pay attention. Innovation in the industry, the MMOs get better. MMOs are <laughs> such an expensive and huge task to take on, yeah. 
and they're long term and you got a plan for that to keep people like it's that's not something you lightly do. So the market yeah. needs to say we want this. And so when WoW got huge, there's already MMOs before that and they were popular. Yeah, yeah. But WoW got huge, everybody fucking Jumped wanted to make in, an MMO yeah. and everyone did make an MMO and a lot of them just died off instantly and a lot of them kind of hung out for a while and then some of them like Wildstar died off recently and uh that was a huge market wave of people developing MMOs because the confidence was there. And mm-hmm. now it's just not there. So when I say MMOs are dead and some people disagree or whatever, I'm like, the genre is dead. It is fucking dead as shit. The games that are popular aren't, but they're remnants of the past. They're living on. They're fucking Rome. They're, they're, they're their own things. <laughs> uh, but nobody's got the balls to make a new game because... It's a huge investment, and you don't. It could bankrupt. Nobody's gonna just yeah. jump instantly from an established game that's been around for like thirteen years to a new MMO. It's not gonna have the same amount of features because you haven't been making it as long. Yeah, it's. It, I'm not gonna get into that, but um, it's it's a whole thing. So anyway, supporting new MMOs, we have a couple, and it's better than like two years ago. There yeah. was none. Uh, supporting them will show confidence in the market it'll show anybody who's even thinking about should we make an mmo well those two new mmos are pulling in people maybe we should and then that'll just have a fucking um snowball effect yeah and then on a personal level i've done so much in 14 at this point i just play current content so like i have the time technically to play a second mmo at this point and devote time to that because I'm not devoting that kind of time currently in 14 until the expansion comes out. But, you know, give me like a month or two and I'll be in a drought again. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. And I, I've been seeing this. Unfortunately, I hate that this even has to be a conversation. But it's okay to play multiple games. Man. Yep. <laughs> so, have fun. It's the whole point. Or don't. I'm well, be bored. Keep that to yourself. I don't need your negativity. True. What else have you been playing? That's it. All right. Good way to end that. Mm. We had to talk about the Final Fantasy XIV thing anyway. So that's good. It's bound to happen. Elephant in the room. <clears throat> you guys have anything else? Big elephant lately, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially in the MMO space. It's huge. Yeah. Though I'm um, thrilled the game I love is getting so much positive attention right now. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the politics <laughs> of who should, like, you know win or benefit or whatever but i i'm happy to see 14 seeing uh a huge spike of success lights a fire under someone else's butt that's what i hope well imagine you're one of the mo's out there that's not wow and you're watching this happen you're like what the fuck is going on over here like what's final fantasy 14 (laughs) doing that's making the people who used to play this game so much the the king why are they going there why aren't they coming here and i'm sure there are people but not to the same extent there's there's not the huge wave so they're gonna have to start you know thinking about it because now there's kind of people floating around right now going like where should i go and to very loosely quote because it's not gonna be a direct quote but uh bellular saying um it's final fantasy and eso have both been slowly over years improving their games ESO's way better than so you can't just ignore that forever yeah and Guild Wars 2 has an expansion coming out soon. So it'd be interesting and to see. People it's, making games. It's and... it's a good time to be releasing an expansion for your MMO. Because there's a lot of people in limbo right now. Yep. For sure. And uh, mm-hmm. they could just go right back to where they came from. But if you make something interesting enough, you might just pull them in. It's it's the time to do it. So Yeah, for sure. It's 
going to be really interesting to see what happens. But uh, congrats to 14 on pulling in all these new sprouts. Hmm. What they're called? Yep, Those sprouts. Also, yep. Yep. the fucking 14 uh, directory on Twitch exploding. Congrats to them, too. It's a good time to be in the community or join the community. Thought about hopping in there for a second, but I'm already playing ESO too much. Maybe I will. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, you got till November. True, you can do it. I've watched three. I'm watching three people play through the game right now. One of them is starting Stormblood, and they just started a month ago. So nice. And they're not speeding through at all. So not saying that you would. I'm just saying in general, you have plenty of time. I got through the slog anyway. Yeah, and that yeah, hard exist. part's over for you. And that doesn't exist anymore, so in the way <laughs> I played it. No, it doesn't. I'm really happy I got to experience that, though. Me too, actually. Where, <laughs> whenever they take stuff out of games, I'm like, oh, no, I wanted to see, I wanted to see even if it was yeah. bad, I wanted to see it. For sure. Um, so, yeah, let us know in the comments uh, what games have you guys been playing, anything you've been enjoying, anything you're like, hey, don't fucking play this game. I'd love to hear that recommendation. <laughs> um, what games should we be playing? Let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Another big elephant in the room is something that was announced today, which is the Valve Steam Deck. It's really hard every time I say Steam Deck because I have a thing right in my hands right now called a Stream Deck, and it's something that Elgato makes. <clears throat> That's how I do this. <clears throat> but... Yeah, so every time I say Steam Deck, I'm like, Stream Deck? Anyway, pretty close. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, portable mobile PC. Um, not a streaming handheld, but an actual PC. Uh, you guys probably already know all about it, but we're going to watch two videos via IGN. It's going to explain what it is, what it does, and one of the videos has like 30 questions. They just rapid-fire ask. I watched a little bit already of it, and it's funny because pretty much every question he asked, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, can you connect peripherals? Like, yeah, it's a PC. They're like, can I put programs on? He's like, yeah, it's a PC. <laughs> and even the cops be like, dude, it's a PC. You just do it. Do whatever. And I'm like, that's not. It's kind of nice hearing a developer just go like, yeah. It ha they had a list of questions. They weren't going to deviate from it. So, Yeah. Um, so before we watch this uh, real quickly, Valve has a history, obviously, with not making third games. But also... <laughs> experimenting with hardware yeah they've made their uh steam controller which i've always kind of wanted to buy but there's so many controllers out there and there's already good ones i already own so it's like why would i just buy a controller to check it out they also made um i forgot what they're called but those like little uh steam computers steam box steam box that was a thing for a while so they've been dabbling for a while trying they got the index mm. they got um they're supposed to be good yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be one, like one of the best, if not the best, VR headsets, which makes me go, hey, I got this Vive that I love. It's something better. Maybe I should upgrade, but it's expensive. Um, it's a big, that's a big upgrade. But uh, but anyway, yeah, so they've, they've dabbled, and finally they're releasing new hardware no one really knew about. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting to watch them kind of try out things. They haven't nailed it ever. Like, they always kind of do stuff. People kind of test it out a little bit, but then, like, it just kind of falls off. Um, so what do you guys think uh, about the potential of them making, essentially, uh, a console, but it's PC? I mean, we're going to go into the detail and talk about everything about it, but I um, think it's a good play, bad play. Like, I think there's room for it. 
Everybody's waiting for that Switch Pro, and then Valve's like, here <laughs> it is. Kind of jokingly called the Switch Pro, yeah. I, I literally uh, <laughs> I made a thumbnail earlier. I was like, the real Switch Pro. Valve makes Switch Pro. Because everybody's like, Switch Pro, Switch Pro. I'm one of you guys. And then they're like, Switch OLED. I'm like, that's pretty cool. If I ever break my fucking Switch, I'll make sure to get one of those. If I had a reason to buy it, I'd buy it. And then like yeah. two days later, Valve's like, here's the Switch Pro. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only $50 more than that OLED. Um, I guess I'll make this kind of easy because yeah. um, I'm actually just like not even remotely excited for this. Um, but I'll I show hit, my cards a bit. But I do think there's a market, 100%. Um, yeah. uh, there's a plenty of people out there who would love to get their hand excited. You have seen the price point on it too. Um, super fair. That's, um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's a, especially someone who maybe is curious in dabbling into PC games, but they're more comfortable with a console. It's a really good stepping stone and it's a really good price. So, um, actually, yeah, I think this, I think it's a, a, a neat thing. I hope they support the shit out of it. So, but yeah, I, I, there's no way I'm buying one. My, my big thing. And again, we'll get into the deeper elements of this in a sec, but, um, I want one just cause I like the idea that it is just a straight up fucking PC. Um, it's got, the back paddles, all sorts of really cool stuff. It's got little touch pads on it. The tech, I really like. But I also like that it's it's not a gimmick. It's a fully functioning PC. I love that. So yeah. if I buy it, I'm not really wasting money because I'm just purchasing another PC. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the hell I can do with it. Um, it'd just be kind of neat to have that small little portable PC. But the thing that excites me about it is there are people out there who don't want to spend a thousand plus on a PC. These whether days, they, way more than that. Sure, but yeah. but whether you know they. Uh, they don't have the funds or they just don't want, they got a console. Why the fuck would they buy that? This is an entry point to just have a fully functioning PC. You can play with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, you can dock it. You can fucking play it as just a handheld control controller game. Um, it, 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 the access point is so good and so fairly priced that like, um, it's win win because they can get new people and people like me who are willing to buy it. Um, and get more people on Steam. Even though I thought it was really funny, uh, uh, Tim Sweeney or whatever from Epic, mm. he's all stoked about it. Because he's just like, he's like, Valve released a fully functioning PC that's handheld and it will be able to use other markets as well. <laughs> well like, he's been in court with Apple for fucking ever. Well, that, but also they're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, we can sell games on there too. Yeah. That's cool. Because it's just the fucking PC. So yeah. it's... Uh, it, it was really interesting to see him. He's all for just the one thing. I'm not a big Epic Game Store guy, but um, I, I've bought a couple games on there. But um, and I get the free ones on there and stuff. But uh, the one thing that they they really haven't backed off of is how badly they want like a fair market and devs to get paid fairly. Yeah. Um, which I totally commend. And they're fighting Apple, which is just wild. Like I'm on their side when it comes to that shit. Mm. But even though. I think Apple will win, but they, you know, they got all this money and they're spending it. So, and not just on themselves. Um, I think they're also fighting Samsung too. Probably they're fighting everybody with that Fortnite money. <laughs> Fucking save the world edition. Uh, Chris, any brief thoughts on uh, the idea of a switch sized game gear to uh, PC? This is what the last five. I've been waiting time. for someone to create a portable handheld system outside of the switch for a long time now. I think the market has been there. People could argue phones, but your phone's going to go so far. And yeah. I don't want to drain my battery playing fancy phone games. 
you know, I need that phone for other things. So I think this was destined to happen eventually. So I'm I'm excited for it. It's kind of crazy. It's just now happening because other people have like tried uh, Nvidia Shield, where it just streams from your computer. <laughs> and I'm like, it's kind of a cool idea, but I'm never sitting in my house just going like, well, I don't want to sit on my computer. I'm gonna sit at the couch and play my Nvidia Shield. It's not gonna. Yeah. It doesn't. And yeah. anybody who's using it enjoys it. Awesome. But like, uh, it's just not for me. It's almost there, but it's like it's not. It's not what I want. I sit at my computer all the time. I'm playing games or doing whatever the fuck. If it's just a full fledged PC though, and just has a battery life and upgradable uh, memory SD card um, and stuff like that, it's it gives me so many options that the investment doesn't feel wasted. Mm-hmm. And like you said, been waiting for it. Like we're and. It, the design, I thought it was funny. Somebody said it looked like a Soviet-era piece of technology. I was like, Soviet-built. I was like, it does kind of look kind of uh, tankish, but uh, tanky-ish. Uh, but apparently it's very comfortable to hold. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, yeah, it's 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 fine, too. Uh, Twitter was just going crazy. Like, the, the reaction to this has been very positive, which is kind of cool to see. Um People were like adding Sony and they're like, where's your, where's your new portable at? We want blah, 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 blah. I'm like, they're going to make one. It's going to be $900 and then you're going to buy it. And it's going to be premium made with diamonds and glass and shit. And it's going to be just so ahead of everything. Vita fanboys, man. They're crazy. They dude, the Vita was fucking cool. It just didn't have games, but I always really wanted one, but I was like, I'm not going to buy this for two games. I still have my PlayStation Portable tucked away somewhere. I love that thing. PC. I played the shit out of that thing. True. That's what somebody's saying too. They're like, dude, you can just like you can buy this, the Steam Deck, and then you can just get emulators for like PlayStation, for Switch, and they're like Game Pass will run on there. Like you just you have everything on there. I'm yeah. like, that's kind of crazy. Yep. So yeah, anything else you guys want to say before we watch this? No? I want it now. All right, you got the first video queued up. Yep. First hands-on with yeah, this is Steam Deck first hands-on with Valve's handheld gaming PC via IGN. So whatever they say, that's on them and not me. Uh, ready to go? Yep. Yep. Three, two, one, and go. I'm Bo Moore with IGN, and this is the Steam Deck. Valve's brand new handheld gaming PC. I'm here at Valve, where I've spent the last few days going hands-on with the Steam Deck, as well state. as chatting with the people who made it. my state. We've got a lot to cover, welcome, so let's here. dive right in. <laughs> I've been here for days in prison. When I first saw the Steam Deck, I was a bit thrown off by its control layout. The thumbsticks are in line with the D-pad and face buttons, which looks a bit odd when you're used to the more offset angle found on most controllers. However, as soon as I held it myself, the layout felt completely natural. The full-size thumbsticks felt precise, and while the D-pad wasn't quite as clicky as I'd like, it was fully serviceable for rounding out some quarter circles in Guilty Gear Strive. (laughs) Similarly, the face buttons and bumpers all felt solid and served me well through a few runs of Hades. The triggers did feel a little bit squishy for my taste, but it's worth noting that I was using a non-final hardware unit, so it's possible that things might improve there as Valve tweaks the deck before launch. 
On the back side are four rear buttons, a welcome feature for anyone who's grown accustomed to using pro-style controllers like the, the Xbox Elite. These, like the rest listen. of the buttons and other inputs, can be fully customized to whatever you like thanks to Steam input, Valve's commitment to making useful custom key bindings available for almost any controller layout. Underneath the thumbsticks are one of the deck's standout features, two precision trackpads, which give you access to mouse controls for games that don't play well with a controller. The trackpads here are an evolution Neat. of the same technology that we've been working on uh, since the Steam controller days and experimenting with internally. Uh, so you also like have seen some of, some of our trackpad work as part of the index controller, for example. They can be used for many different things. We have a, a keyboard that lets you do uh, dual thumb typing. Uh, In-game, you can map them to areas of the screen uh, for the mouse cursor to jump there and be kind of a one-to-one -one region uh, type input. You can uh, create on-screen menus that pop up on top of the game and have many customizable uh, like macro buttons or keyboard uh, keys. Um, and you can just use it for mouse input where it's really powerful and reliable uh, for the people that uh, are comfortable with that sort of input. Both the thumbsticks and the trackpads are also capacitive, which means they can tell when your finger is on them. Combined with the internal gyro sensor, it gives you a weirdly precise level of control that, after a brief adjustment period, is honestly not far off from using a regular mouse. Yes, even in first-person shooters like Doom Eternal. Finally, the 7-inch screen is touch-enabled as well, giving you yet another option for it's controlling your games. The Steam Deck will draw yeah. immediate comparisons to the Nintendo Switch, but while it might look like a handheld console, Valve's device has much more in common with a desktop gaming PC. The Steam Deck runs a custom version of Steam OS that gives you a console-like experience on the surface, but under the hood is a full-blown PC. It's a PC. We don't think people should be locked into a certain direction or a certain set of software that they can install. If you buy a Steam Deck, it's a PC. You can install whatever you want on it. You can, you can attach any peripherals you want to it. Maybe a better way to think about it is that it's a small PC with a controller attached as opposed to a gaming console. I think it differs from these kind of platforms uh, mainly because you can just customize your experience and use all the options at your disposal that are typically associated with PC gaming. Uh, we, we think that while that there will be a, a pre-approachable uh, entry point where you can see uh, the games that work really well by default and, uh, you know, and, and get a, a pretty seamless gaming experience, if you want to go one step further and, and use all of these uh, options, uh, you can. Uh, customize your controls, uh, your level of performance, battery life, uh, use Steam Workshop or even mods that are outside sure of Steam Workshop. Up, but I'm kind of All these options the that are dear to, uh, you know, to PC gamers uh, are, are fully supported Hardware. by the deck. This that's, means that's you can do pretty much too. anything yeah, on it that you can it. do at your desk. Plug in a mouse and keyboard? Sure yep. Tab out of your games to a browser or video? Sure. Load up third-party programs or even other or game stores? No problem. You could even like wipe SteamOS entirely and install a fresh version of Windows if you want. But I will say the default SteamOS is smooth and efficient at getting you into your games, so I would imagine most people won't want or need to go that far. The point is, you can if you want to. Importantly, this also means that all of Steam's features, like cloud saves, are fully functional here. You can start playing a game on your desktop PC, save and quit, then load up and continue playing portably on your Steam Deck, with all of your progress, key bindings, and mods fully intact. You can also suspend games indefinitely on the deck itself, similar to how the Switch works, though you can't have multiple games suspended at once, like with Quick Resume on the Xbox Series X. 
Valve also told me that they're looking into ways to cloud sync suspended games between desktop and deck, meaning you could potentially hop between platforms without needing to save and quit. But that functionality wasn't in place yet during my time on the device. While the Steam Deck yeah. is obviously designed for portable gaming, it's also fully functional as a desktop PC. Using a USB-C dock, you can connect it to a monitor, mouse and keyboard, ethernet, and whatever other peripherals you want. Valve is developing an official docking station, which will be sold separately, but a standard USB-C dock will work just as well. In desktop mode, Steam Deck honestly just feels like a PC. The OS is Linux-based, but it feels largely familiar to Windows and is capable of running both Windows and Linux games. I played a bit of Factorio and Death Stranding with mouse and keyboard on a 32-inch monitor, and if it weren't for the deck sitting docked next to me on the desk, I would have honestly just forgotten that it wasn't running off a traditional desktop PC. Pretty cool. At the price of point, course, a PC gaming a PC. device isn't worth much if it can't play games well. But worry not, in the power department, the Steam Deck is no slouch. Price of We've parts been right uh, partnering pretty closely with AMD bringing up, on bringing up uh, like next generation APU and, uh, and buying developing a GPU right the, now, the mainboard and, and the software solution around it. This is a pretty, uh, it. It has like four cores of Zen 2 uh, uh, architecture CPUs with uh, uh, SMT enabled, so up to eight threads. Um, and the GPU is based on the very latest AMD RDNA 2 architecture, which supports all the latest features like ray tracing and variable ray shading. The total APU combined power is about two teraflop, which uh, should let people uh, play the games that they have in their library without issues at 720 and provides a lot of, lots of horsepower to that effect. Two teraflops puts the Steam Deck in the ballpark of the Xbox One and PS4. In practice, it's actually more impressive than that. Since it targets a 720p resolution, which is more than enough for the 7-inch screen, the Steam Deck is able to play current-gen PC games at medium to high settings at smooth frame rates. While I wasn't able to run benchmark tests during my hands-on time, I played Death Stranding, Doom Eternal, Control, and several others, all of which looked great and played smoothly. The deck comes in three different models, but power-wise they all have the same internals. The only difference is in storage space. The base model has 64 gigs of storage for $399. Moving up to the 256 gig model costs $529, while the top end will cost $649 for 512 gigabytes. Mm. All three storage devices are SSDs, however, the 256 and 512 gig models use an NVMe drive for even faster load times. Those are the ones. And while the internal storage itself can be upgraded, there's an SD card slot Same. to expand your storage even further, which games can be installed onto and played directly off of. Steam Deck will be available this holiday season with reservations starting soon. We've got a lot more coverage planned all month close. long, so for all that and more, <laughs> keep it right here at IGN. Alright, so hold your thoughts on everything we just watched. We got the next video we're gonna watch. This is just oh. rapid fire questions. This is Steam Deck FAQ 31 Big Questions Answered. Do you got it ready, Chris? Yep. Alright, three, two, one, go. Uh oh. Maybe a couple seconds, mind you. Didn't go. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, this is IGN. We are at Valve talking about the Steam Deck. Uh, I have three fine gentlemen from Valve Get from the state. Steam Deck development team here. Guys, I've, let's see, IGN 31 rapid fire, just frequently asked questions. People are gonna see lands. this and have questions. I figured we'll just go around real quick 
and get all the big stuff answered. Number one, I'll let you pick who answers what. First of all, uh, what's in it, CPU, GPU-wise? What is in this thing? So there's uh, four cores of AMD Zen 2 CPU uh, with uh, eight logical threads and uh, eight CUs of AMD RDNA 2 GPU. Uh, these are all the latest architectures. Perfect. How much RAM's in it? Uh, 16, 16 gigabytes. gigabytes. All right, I like the synchronous yeah, answer. Nice. That's good. Uh, Storage-wise, what are we looking at? Uh, we have yeah. three SKUs, uh, and it'll be 64 gigs, 256 gigs, and 512 gigs. Is the storage upgradable? Uh, the internal storage is not, but every deck will come with a SD card slot, so you can put an SD card slot, whatever size you want, whenever you want. Price? Uh, the 64 uh, gigabyte storage will be 399 the 256 gigabytes will be 529, and the 512 gigabyte will be 649. Is there a difference in performance uh, with regard to the storage speed, like uh, you know, flash memory versus NVMe as you step up and go higher? Uh, yeah, the as as we go higher, the the read and write speeds are going to be faster. Screen size and resolution. What are we looking at there? It's a seven-inch screen. Uh, it's a 720p native resolution. The aspect ratio is 16 by 10, so the, the exact resolution is actually 1280 by 800. Battery life, that's a big one in any handheld device. What are we looking at there? Well, there's, there's a wide variety of experiences there. It's about two to eight hours, depending on what you're doing. You can play Portal 2 for four hours on this thing. If you limit to 30 FPS, you're gonna be playing for five to six hours. Nice. What is included in the box? It will come with the power adapter. Uh, it also comes with the carrying case. Uh, are there built-in microphones in this for multiplayer chat? Yep. yep. Excellent. <laughs> Is there a cellular connection so I can download games from anywhere or Wi-Fi only? Wi-Fi only. Okay. Uh, is there an ambient light sensor in it to auto-adjust the brightness of the screen depending on the lighting conditions? Yes, there is. Excellent. This is a great way to get all these answers. Uh, okay, what operating system does it run? One thing I appreciate uh, too, there's no fucking corporate jargon. Is it gaming only there's or can no it run other PC yeah. applications? Can it do other things? Truly iconic much run things. Anything you can run on the PC. And we just really care about So people. we could go to IGN.com on, like, yep, on it. No, Absolutely. Yep, yeah, it is there a docking station or any like, way uh, to play it in on a bigger screen? Yes, we're producing a dock. They're all nerds here. Is there a price on that yet? We don't have a price for you today. Will that be available at launch? Don't have that answer for you yet okay. today either. There's plenty of uh, existing off-the-shelf solutions. Uh, I don't think that it'll be, you know, providing this nice experience, but uh, similar functionality. Any, any USB-C dock that you can buy off the shelf will work with this, and it'll do USB, Ethernet, and I HDMI, like you all the else's. things you would expect from a dock. <laughs> what peripherals, <laughs> like, headsets, like controllers can I use with it? Dock. Anything that can be... Uh, plugged in via USB and anything that can be plugged in, or sorry, accessed via Bluetooth. There's an onboard USB-C connection. Excellent. Yeah, I tried uh, my Apple AirPods earlier and they worked just fine. So that's, don't even have to buy anything yes. else. Love it. Uh, and there's also a three and a half millimeter headphone jack as well. So you got everybody covered. <laughs> can I play VR off of it? You, I mean, it has all the connectivity you would need to do that, but that's not really what uh, we're optimizing the, the performance for. So you can try it, but your mileage may vary. Yep. <laughs> That's the short version on that. That's what, yep. uh, how about, can you uh, uh, adjust graphics settings within like it, or is it sort of locked less, into a specific trouble. settings profile sure. based on the horsepower of the machine? All the normal options that, that you'd get in PC games are accessible. Uh, that being said, most games start with a, a pretty balanced uh, graphic settings that work really well out of the box. Is the uh, 
core hardware, so not the storage, but is the core hardware upgradable in any way? Not really. Uh, the, due to the small form factor, everything is pretty, uh, it's pretty tightly packed there, yeah. not in the regular form factors. Oh, handles heat. Uh, can it play? Are you locked yeah. into Steam, or can you? Because you mentioned you mentioned this a minute ago, Pierre Luke. Or can I log into the Microsoft Store with my Game Pass Ultimate account or my Epic Game Store account? Again, you can really do anything that you would expect a PC to be able to do. So the answer to those things is yes. Yes, excellent. How about mod support? Again, seems like yeah. a yes. Uh, really, the same answer because yeah. uh, PC can do those things. So uh, it's a PC. It's a PC. It's a PC. <laughs> it's a PC in your hands. That runs on this is it's like your tower. Can do this? Yeah, it's a PC. But what about this? Again, it's a PC. How about multiplayer? How does that work with the device? Be it uh, local multiplayer or uh, otherwise? Yeah, I think. Uh, same story as with any PC, so it has connectivity, connectivity, so you can play multiplayer games. You can play local multi multiplayer with multiple controllers connected to it. Um, all of the things that you would expect. So all you'd need for multiplayer on, uh, like on a split screen, yeah, same screen multiplayer would be a second controller input, really. Like unless yep. you're doing yeah, it to see if you can, you're yeah. kind of an asshole for you bringing those things over to play on that yeah. thing. There you go. Let's <laughs> play on a seven inch screen. Why, uh, Inline custom fight stick. Best custom That's fight an stick. eternal debate between, I guess, particularly PlayStation gamers and Xbox gamers. Um, you've settled on inline here. Yeah, I think this worked really great for, for the layout that we ended up using, and we have not really seen. Uh, a, a I'm actually interested in the thumbsticks. What other buttons are hiding on it? Are fully which the, people can't see the back right now. There's a there, set so of extra buttons cramped. on the back. Yeah, uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, because it doesn't look button. good, but it seems like it's going to work well. Supply. That's always, <laughs> as I'm looking over my list of remaining frequently asked questions, uh, gamers have been frustrated and justifiably so. I mean, yes, we have a supply, we have a chip situation globally, so uh, but calming down. scalpers and Finally. bots have, have uh, rained on the parade yeah, of many of the next-gen gamers um, as well. So restocking uh, do you anticipate, yeah, and GPUs. I'm yeah, sure you don't yeah. want to give numbers here, but do you anticipate being it's able to demand. meet demand this fall? Yeah, we're building a out. system of reservations that we're going to roll out uh, shortly after this announcement. And uh, we're really going to use that. We obviously can't make all of the devices at once that we think uh, people will want over the next uh, year or two. Yeah. So as those become available and as they're manufactured, uh, people will be able to the reserve and then purchase today. those uh, in a queue-based system. Perfect. <laughs> I guess the last question would be, what's the reasonable shelf life for this? What is the what is the sort of long tail of it? Is it something that is going to be upgraded? Uh, like, will there be a 2.0 version of this in a few years? Will there be, be the uh, a way where do you anticipate or cell phone. want other hardware makers to use the same Steam OS and make their own version what how do you how do you look at this in a as lot a platform? of ways we look at this as just um, a new category of device in the pc space and assuming that customers agree with us that this is a good idea we expect uh, not only to follow up in the future with more iterations ourselves but also for other people other manufacturers to want to participate yeah in watch progress uh, are making all them. the technologies and, and yep. the os and, the and building blocks. blocks that we've uh, yeah, been working they on made it and i was like we should do it too if it sells well enough you're gonna see fucking free of charge for people that goddamn to, dell uh, make it on devices like that as well it's in our footsteps, so our name's attached to us. People are well, coming to Steam. And you can access Steam on that. So 
and it's integrated with Steam. It works like it has preset graphics. Heard it here. Gentlemen from Valve, the Steam Deck out this holiday. For more on the Steam Deck, keep it tuned right here to IGN. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe. Alright, so we got a lot of info on the Steam Deck. What do we think about everything? What do you think about the name? What do you think about this move we already kind of talked about for Valve to be releasing this? What do you think about the specs? What do you think about the prospect of buying one is it interesting um we think there's we think about like the uses of it obviously gaming but it's a fucking pc like they said multiple times it's a pc you just got a pc in your hand with a screen on it uh general thoughts i'm gonna go first just because it's gonna be really simple yeah my my opinion really hasn't changed a whole lot um i i still stand by it is a great cost for a pc that plays modern games 400 bucks yeah crazy Uh, you're not gonna be able to install a lot on 64 gigs i would totally suggest especially after they said the sd drive uh changes on the top two brackets by the middle bracket at very least yeah because that load speed is going to be noticeable um but yeah i i do i think there's a demand absolutely It's, it's a pc access um that's portable you could put it in a backpack with a usb c cable hook it up to a monitor Anywhere you go, you see you're in a hotel. As long as they don't have the the ports blocked in the back of the TV, you just plug it in. There's your monitor. You want to get real fancy? You can get a Bluetooth, uh, like a 65% keyboard and a portable mouse, and you got a PC everywhere you go. Well, that's the big attractive thing for me. Is like I, I have a laptop. It's not a gaming one, but it's it's still a laptop. And everyone, every laptops been around forever. And like gaming laptops, blah blah blah. They're small, super thin, easy to take around with you. But like. Um, it's form factor. You can bring a controller with you, but you're bringing a second peripheral. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to play, you know, like, you know, I guess competitively or whatever you're going to play or more comfortably, you're probably going to bring a mouse and keyboard with you or use the keyboard on the, on the laptop. It always kind of sucks with a mouse. Mm-hmm. There's just additional things there, and that's fine. It's a computer. Everyone's used to it, whatever. But this gives you the avenue of malleability, the ability to, no like, as long as you have that with you, you'll be able to play something regardless if oh i forgot my mouse you could bring it or you could not yeah it's just gonna work it's a pc it's a, it's a console um i even hesitate to call it a console it's just a pc but like for console players it's a console it's set up like a console they even said like when you start up a game there's already presets on the best way the game's gonna run on the on it which i think is very smart because for people who don't want to fuck around with graphics and you can do it which i appreciate um even though i didn't build that so I, i'm not gonna i'm just gonna play the way they think i should it just lets people play games um very smart but um yeah for the whole idea of like you take it with you somewhere whatever you can plug it into your tv use it as a controller Mm -hmm. uh you can plug in a mouse and keyboard plug in your own controller you like maybe using better maybe play it on the seven inch screen it just the the options of just having this portable pc um with no bullshit you just do with it what you're going to do with it and there's not going to be any excuses um it, there's definitely value there for sure mm-hmm. for different people for sure yeah mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i think they kind of said it well as uh when they were talking about like uh well you know uh you make more of these or whatever and, and he said if people find the value in this like we do I, I do think that's the kind of the case right i see the value in it as well as much as like i don't have a personal <laughs> need, need okay. for it is 100 percent. i think it fits into a a very interesting spot because 
the you know the switch is a console that you can buy that's a little bit less than this device but it is literally it is a console so everything's proprietary about it right yeah versus this is a pc it's a little bit more and you can still get that console experience or you can get that pc experience and for a lot of people who maybe are more comfortable on a console um it's a stepping stone like i kind of brought it before and there are some games that play better with a mouse and keyboard and you're not kind of left out at that point so or maybe you really prefer the controller feel you mm-hmm. want to play pc games you don't want to buy a brand new PC and buy that thing. Best of both worlds. Yeah, and I really think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing it has going for it is uh, price and utility. So, yeah, I that's what one hundred percent what I agree with. It's like I, I where I'm at, I don't need to buy this for PC gaming. I got yeah. that handled. But the price point is really attractive, and the utility purpose of it. I mean, you could just like you can have Discord on there. There's no like mm-hmm. Discord integration. You're just like. It's, Installed Discord. You can yep. use that. It's got a mic already set up into it. You can use another thing too. The access of this console, the price point, how simplified it is, but how much it does. Your peripherals you already own PC wise are just going to work with it. Yep, it supports um, everything. And th- they were barely even interested in the idea of even trying to scam you into buying like Valve things. They're just like, <laughs> oh, whatever, just, just buy your games on Steam. Just man. buy it, and you can you can use it. Like, what do I need anything special? No. Yeah. Use a dock. You don't have to use ours. Um, and so it, it's just straight up no bullshit. Like, it is what it is. And that's that's really appealing to me. The, the, it's not it's not gimmicky. There's no gimmick outside of, like, maybe you think, well, just, you don't need a you know, handheld controller or PC. Just buy an old PC. But, you know, it is. It's just that it's a tower. So... You're not gonna buy too many full functioning PCs for under a grand. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just saying, like the only argument I can see for like gimmick is that possibly, yeah. but it's it's straight up like no frills. Like it just does what a PC does. Yeah, I mean it literally costs what an RTX card costs. So yeah. Well, and again, I wouldn't be buying the $400 model. Hmm. Um, but for somebody who's just like only plays on xbox only plays on ps5 uh would like to play some pc games with their friends or whatever it's gonna play just fine they wouldn't release and sell it at 400 bucks you can upgrade with the sd card too as well for more space or whatever which makes sense it's not going to be the optimal way to play but is access and it's affordable access mm-hmm. that can allow people to make decisions that are that could possibly be more difficult at like a you know the risky range of $600 area of like, you know, what Sony learned with the PS3. You don't sell a console at $600 because people are like, I'm not, I won't touch that. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I'm familiar with Solid 4, fantastic game, fucking game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's why I bought it. But um, that's $600. It's crazy. Uh, Especially then. Yeah. That was, that was like, dude, that's so much money. Now I'd be like, are you crazy? But like nowadays, it's like, eh, it kind of makes sense. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. I, I think it's a great idea. I think it, it, it serves a lot of purposes. And my biggest excitement about this is like, I feel like Valve finally, all the weird little experiences they've done with hardware is finally culminating to something that finally makes sense. It's mm. a little bit of everything they've already done. Mm. But it, it, it's kind of like the Switch. with, uh, And I don't mean that literally, because obviously the form factor. But... Um, 
The Switch has all these ideas Nintendo's been fucking with for a long time, but they finally found the package to make it just awesome no matter what. Oh, yeah, for sure. Got everything the Wii and the Wii U did, all the great ideas in a cool form factor. It does it better and more efficient, and it's less gimmicky. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like Steam boxes, I'm like, yeah, I could play on a Steam box. So I just play on my PC. Uh, Steam controller, yeah, I could use a fucking Steam controller, but I already have controllers. And they're like, Too many. They're like, what about just a PC with like all the functionality that you could possibly want for gaming and yeah. other things? It's like, sure, I like PCs, yeah, and you made not? a really small one at an affordable price. That's kind of crazy. None of these, none of these things exceed. What was the most expensive one? Six hundred something? Six fifty? So about seven hundred bucks. I mean, yeah, my brain still just goes under a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Anything under a thousand yeah. bucks yeah. for PC is kind of insane. Um, Gaming PC, gaming PC. Sure, but yeah, you could buy, a, you know, something for Facebook real cheap. Just use your phone. But um, yeah, it's it's really kind of crazy, especially you know you're not going to be playing it. The it said it fucking supports ray tracing, which I don't yep. think they'll be dabbling with too much. But you know, if they do enough magic in the software of the game, um, they can make it work. Well, mm-hmm. the, it, yeah, it's AMD's. Uh, ray tracing cards, uh, so that architecture is there, but RGA. it's running at it's running at 720p, so mm-hmm. it'll probably still will be on. Yeah, yeah, but there's also different levels of ray tracing too, because like on the consoles they have it, but yeah. it's not as good as PC. Yeah, but still, well, and like the card I have, for example, is more designed for like 1440 and 4K, mm-hmm. versus like they could be putting in a, a bottom end ray tracing card. Sure, those, so it's just uh, if you're playing at medium and, and high. That's that's pretty good for on the go and on a small resolution. You're not as yeah. in there as like a big screen. So well, yeah, like they said, you're not going to notice that. Yeah, because it's at 720 as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. It's perfect for uh, for travel on a on a big screen though. You're definitely going to notice it with uh, especially like a more modern game. Yeah, for but sure. If I want to play like Deep Rock Galactic, that shit's going to fucking run just fine on there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy it just for Deep Rock Galactic, but and hunt. Um, <laughs> Oh, I'd be so sick to just be able to take that anywhere. Um, man, gone are the days of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come over and bring my PC. You just put, bring that with you. I mean, you're still doing it, so. I know. I'm just about, But you're not like the, lugging over your mouse. The process has just changed. Monitors and all that shit. You just plug it into a TV or wherever the hell Internet you want to. Internet kind of killed LAN parties anyways, but. Yeah, what a yeah. shame. I love LAN parties. Anyway, I, I'll let Chris get some words in. I just kind of started. You're not allowed to talk. Puking up my thoughts. <laughs> this is this is really like the ideal entry level PC for for gaming at this point. Uh, it it just makes sense that that a company who's you know financial situation is based upon selling PC games would develop something like this to get it in more people's hands at an affordable price. You know, means that like their competitors, you know, console games like in particular like the Switch for the style uh, might not be. In, interested in buying PCs because they're you know they're, they can be really big and you have all of you know the the screens you got to buy and the peripherals and stuff like that. This just comes with everything packed in such an excellent and fantastic way of converting between not only if you just want to play it handheld like the Switch, you can dock it and make it a full console. It's just it just blows my mind how easily they can transition back and forth and that no one has done this yet. Um, and the fact that it's probably as powerful as my current PC, if not better. <laughs> It's kind of just like a kick in the mouth. 
and a but, an affordable um, kick. In I the think mouth. it's fantastic. And a very affordable kick in the mouth, I, indeed. But I think it's fantastic. I think it's fucking fantastic. I think it's. I'd like to believe that this is the entryway that we're seeing into a single device being used for gaming, PC, phones, television, everything. Just like kind of this one unit being like this portable device that we have. I mean, it's all eventually um, gonna be your phone, but yeah. Hey, don't sure, don't take sure. your hobby away, man. I like having a. a <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna go as fast as it could, just because of that. Right, right. But I mean, just the fact that you could even, if like they said, if you don't like the the system, you can wipe it out and just install Windows on there. For mm-hmm. I mean, the, the it's 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 literally a handheld laptop, and it sounds weird saying that because a laptop is designed to be a portable PC, but they have made this portable to an even greater extent, mm-hmm. and that the fact you can just plug things into it and go. It's just amazing. It's fucking amazing. The the switch doesn't even have Bluetooth capabilities. I can't plug my you know connect my Bluetooth headphones to it. It fucking sucks. That's all I have is Bluetooth headphones these days. Yeah. I don't. And as a headphone I don't have a jack. plug-in headphone. Yeah. Got everything you could want. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and all the extra paddles on it are great for all kinds of gaming. And I'm just I'm blown away. This is the first I've seen it, and I'm blown away by what I've seen so far. It, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, you're a lot more yeah, into it than I thought point. you'd be. <laughs> I didn't think you're gonna blank poo poo or anything like that, but I didn't think you're gonna be stoked about it. But like, I've been surprised by the general reaction I've seen. I mean, this thing got announced earlier, and I was stoked. But I just like, I see new. I saw. I was looking at, at videos of the new Atari console. It's out, and it's mm-hmm. getting pretty. It, it sounds like Ouya 2.0. But um, for a second, there, I was like, <laughs> oh fuck, someone's trying to make a console. That's crazy. I kind of want to buy that. Chevy bought an Ouya, so I mean, he's he's learned his lessons. But um. I still think it was a cool idea. It is. It, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely cool. an Android box. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, so new tech. I'm just like, ooh, I want that. But then I was like noticing everybody was excited. I was like, I think I think Valve did it. I think Valve made. Unless this thing comes out and sucks, I think uh, there's definitely some um, excitement um, from market standpoint. I, I mean, really, the winning thing they said was. Um, that it just works like a PC. It defaults obviously mm-hmm. to the Steam stuff because that's you know you're going to be more likely if it's right in your face to User buy friendly. your games through their store, yeah. which is great for them. But by not restricting you, they're going to attract the PC crowd as well as the casual crowd. I'm worried yep. that a bunch of people are going to buy a lot of these and use it for crypto. I think that's less of a concern these days because of what has happened to the crypto market. I, that's a huge reason graphics cards are becoming available right now is that less people are mining now. So, Yeah, I got to look into that because I follow all crypto people and it doesn't sound like it's going anywhere. I don't know if it's going anywhere, yeah. but yeah, it's... it's. I know that uh, some of the NVIDIA cards are going to have like things that are going to try and stop people from... They've, yeah, it's implemented in the new yeah, cards. but people didn't get around that so sure sure but anyway i was i was kind of thinking about that earlier when when thinking about the price point shit like if you want to because people uh have like ps4 crypto farms i saw pictures of just a bunch of ps4 which is lined up and they had them rigged up to just mine for crypto so people do whatever they can to to do that but yeah i was kind of a concern because first off you know that would be kind of crazy and kind of would make sense but also it will affect people's ability to buy them, which mm-hmm. will be in a whole other mess of people thinking, you know, they can't get a PS5 because of scalpers, which is an issue, but not the only issue. And 
They did say you can't just buy them outright, though. They're all, like, uh, reserve only, right? Yeah, they come out in December. Yeah, so I'm so, wondering if part of that's also them being able to judge if you're actually going to be, I don't know how to word it, a proper customer. Because I know, after, especially after, like, the 3000 series graphics cards came out, a lot of retailers started implementing systems to judge if you were, like, a legit buyer or not and, like, Newegg started like canceling people's orders if they were sketchy and stuff. So, yeah, I'm surprised they don't because you could buy um, a lot of their hardware through Steam. Mm. Be interesting if they had some kind of system implemented in Steam to kind of prove that you've been purchasing stuff and existing on Steam, but then that would kind of scare away new buyers. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's complicated. Yeah, <clears throat> but it'd be interesting. Be like, oh, he's been on here for five years. He plays actively all the time. Like, this isn't someone just making multiple multiple accounts to buy because maybe they could limit to like one account or whatever then people just make multiple accounts that's yeah. like the scalpers got all all that figured out anyway yeah. chris you were saying unless you're um, something. i just I, I just even trying to think of like the the non-gaming sector and the ideas they could use for this i mean even schools could use this as an easy means of giving like teachers you know laptops yeah but it's hard not to compare this to a laptop because it basically is a laptop but in a handheld system but i could just see so many uses for this especially at the price point you're getting for it just mm-hmm. there's so many applications outside of just gaming for this it's it's mind-boggling well it's like touchscreen too it's got the two mouse pads um so you can use it fully functioning as a computer without any peripherals attached to it. So, and I'm not talking about like gaming, just in general. So like, if you yeah. want to like bring that into a place and just kind of plug it into like the screen and present a presentation off of it or whatever, you like you don't have to bring other things to hook up. You just you know use the touchpad. Plug on it there. and go. Yeah. So I, I'm really curious to see what kind of things people will uh, uh, create for something like this um, mod wise or just programs in general, since it's just a PC, there's no proprietary thing going on here. So mm-hmm. um, it'd be really interesting. What do you guys think about the name steam deck? Does it do anything positive, negative? Don't care. Don't, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I think that since, because it is so close to another product, the stream deck mm-hmm. that it will, it helps it because people will get the names mixed up and correct each other and bring that up in conversation. Yeah, possibly. I was kind of worried it might create uh, confusion for consumers, but uh, there's a good point that if you are talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about, they can correct you, and then you can go, oh, there's two different products I need to spend my money on right now. (laughs) Steam Deck will work with Steam Deck. It will. Mm -hmm, True. mm -hmm. Um, What do you guys think about the the design? I think it's a little ugly, to be honest. that's what I'm hearing a lot of people say. Obviously, they're trying to shove a ton of stuff on there, right? So I am understanding. It's, it's chock full of features. But it is not uh, It's not what I would look at and go, yeah, that's a product for consumers. It, it literally looks like a, a, a hobby piece almost. So. Mm-hmm. I, I completely understand people saying that, especially because it's not standard and it's designed for like where the thumbsticks are on the D-pad and, mm-hmm. and all the buttons are. It's kind of weird looking. But I honestly kind of love the way it looks. Um, which is really weird, but it's because all the features I'm seeing on it is exciting to me. And I think it's smart in the way it's designed. Um, everything is in places that make sense to me. Um, just like the switch. I think the switch is a smart console. I mean, all consoles are smart. Someone made it, but like on a design, uh, basis, 
um, somebody had to make it work first off, but also the functionality and all that stuff like that. And this seems like it is in that same area as the switch. It's not as like, I don't know, simple and like to the point as the switch looks, I think the switch looks great, but it's very straightforward. Um, but this thing's also offering a lot more features, um, than the switch when it comes to physicality. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it, I, I really want to hold one to see what it feels like, but I, mm-hmm. I think it looks really cool. It is very bulky though. It's kind of like the, the fucking, the cyber truck. Mm. You look at that. Some people are like, I fucking hate that <laughs> I, thing. I love it. And then yeah. I'm like, I like that. Yeah. thing. But I understand when someone says they don't like it. I'm not like, what? I'm like, okay, that makes it just screams sense. Blade Runner to me. So, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so with this thing, it yeah. just looks like, it looks like an advanced piece of, of tech. Uh, it looks like a modern thing that eventually I think will be a lot nicer looking for sure. But as like the, the first product of it uh, and what they're telling us it does, it, it, I, I think it looks cool, and I think the design's very intriguing. Uh, at first, it's it, like I said, where those buttons are at are really weird, but the way you're holding it, it makes sense because in a relaxed position, your thumbs are going to be up there, and you're going to get mm-hmm. good movement because you're not cramped in here. So I think it'll work out really well, and then you can use those pads too. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I also like the design. Uh, it, it does, at first glance, make me think of a Sega Game Gear yep. back in the day. Uh, the, the fact that it's a little bulkier looking than a switch, but I, I kind of like that um, because when I'm holding my switch, I feel like I'd be really delicate with it. I feel like I'm going to snap it if I hold it too tight. It's pretty thin, which um, is so amazing. Yeah, but something like bulkier like this and a little more solid looking, I, I feel like I wouldn't have to be so like light-handed with. Not that I'm going to swing it around and beat people with it, but could. Um, I would feel more comfortable. <laughs> could. I would feel more comfortable holding it because, like, with my Switch, I, I very rarely play it with it as a handheld console, just because I'm worried about you know bending the controllers out of out of the sockets. Yeah. At least if you're What's walking with the Gorilla in Gorilla Grip, huh? What's the Gorilla <laughs> Grip while playing games? Those those <laughs> fucking <laughs> Joy Cons, dude. They might bust off. They detach. It's not smart. Um, it's very smart. Uh, at least if you're walking down the street too, playing this portably, it's like, Oh, I play my PC while walking around dangerous neighborhoods. Someone attacks you. You can like lift that thing like a board and hit him with it, knock him out and then jump on it and surf out of there. So it's like a perfect form factor for that features. Yeah. Great features. Great self-defense. That's what Ryan McCaffrey should ask. Like, can you defend yourself with this? And then they all at the same time. Yes. That's it. He's like, oh, okay. It's a self-defense weapon. That's great. Anything's a weapon if you're creative enough. True. Um, I'm also a huge fan of they're giving you four back paddles. Um, That's awesome. I'm a big fan of having those. Um, The only controller that's like, you know, mainstream that's, that's done that in this current gen is Xbox with the Elite Controller 2, but it's like a Two hundred dollar controller. It's very. It's a very. I, I held one. It's, it's very a spicy pipe. It's a very spicy pressure. It's a very premium feeling controller, but it does not come with a console. So that's not the standard console. No one else did it. PS Five didn't do it. Xbox didn't do it by default. So it is cool that people keep asking for that to be standard, and Valve is just releasing it with it. And you you probably won't have to use them. Um, so. Once you get used to it, too, people are like, oh, I don't want to. Like, dude, you got used to 
DualShock. You got used to joysticks. You got used to all, all sorts of shit. Touch pads in your controller. You can get used to it. Just use them for push to talk. Yeah. It's also, one of my favorite things to do with paddles is just have one uh, as jump and one as crouch. Because then my thumb doesn't have to leave the stick mm-hmm. to, to do those things. Uh, but now I got four on the back of that thing. That's fucking sick. You can play the whole game back there. You could jump. Uh, what was the other thing you said? Crouch. Jump, crouch, and hack the Gibson. And still have one more button to do something. Sprint. Maybe. Pretty accustomed to that click on the... Yeah. Yeah. I feel weird when... I hate games that the left stick clicks in and you crouch. I hate that shit. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. No. No. What are you doing? (laughs) I literally just... uh, Oh. When we're talking about what we've been playing, I booted up RDO for a split second, so I didn't add that on the list. But um, that game does that. I clicked in the stick and he got down. I'm like, ugh. This felt gross. <laughs> okay, GT so Rockstar. let's talk about the price point real quick. Um, you get the 64 gigabyte for 400 bucks, which is a great price. It's not the one I would buy. And I, I wouldn't even recommend that to people, but if somebody wanted to buy that, I think it makes sense. It's a very affordable price. You're gonna definitely want to upgrade your uh, memory with a SD card or whatever, but um, you're not gonna get the fast read speeds, hmm. um, which you would notice. But if you're playing like fucking basic ass games, not gonna be that big a deal. Also, if you play Warzone, it's not gonna fit on that one. True, true. That shit ain't going on there at all. Um, it ain't fit on most of these. That shit's fucking a terabyte. Uh, <laughs> then we got the 256 gigabyte at 529, which I think is a really good middle ground. I think I would want the 512 gigabyte at 649, um, just because under a thousand bucks, I think these are all steel. Yeah. Um, like honestly, mm-hmm. so all these I'm like, those are great prices. So the 512 is really screaming at me. Uh, which ones sound uh, more interesting to you? If you obviously you're not, yeah. yeah. I think realistically, um, the 256 is probably the sweet point. Yeah. Um, the only thing uh, besides obviously just having more space um, that the 512 has an advantage on is in that little note there. It says it has an anti glare, and if you're going to be outside, I think that's effectively a must at that point. Um, but it's interesting that it has a feature. Yeah. That they well, just don't. And, but then the the latter two have a feature that the first one doesn't too. Yeah. So I mean it's it's PC hardware, right? So yeah, it is interesting. Um, but I think I think you want that that improved SSD. So I think the two fifty six yeah. is pretty much the, the starting point. Now, that being said, if you play a just a crap ton of like indie games that aren't like crazy powerful, dude, that sixty four is a great price. And yeah. and honestly, um, is a good point. Uh, the only thing I have a problem with that is. That is going to give you like a AAA game to install on it, though, these days. So, um, or like two to three indie games. Yeah. I would not be, um, I wouldn't be loading up something like this with a ton of games, anyways. I think it's a good idea to install and uninstall when you have something like this. But, um, that's the model you buy like your kids when you're going on road trips. Yep. You just load up Minecraft on that bitch and just hand them that. And there's like, shutting the fuck up and, the thing would kill Minecraft. Um, <laughs> blown up. Um, oh, that's PC though. You can run shaders and stuff. That is kind of interesting. Um, yep. Yeah, I think I think the five hundred thirty dollar one though is like the sweet spot. I think that 
will probably be for most people the right point. I think enthusiasts are going to buy the 512 across the board, though. That's me. So That's what I want. But I would be completely fine with the, the, the latter ones. The first one, like I said, I don't want to be, sound like, yo, don't get that one. I wouldn't recommend it. But if that's the one that you're like, I can afford that, I'm not going to do any heavy gaming on there, some indie games or whatever. Well, if load times aren't a, a factor, it, it does have the port for SD cards. Yeah. So That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, like, if you're going to pick up uh, – Again, Red Dead Redemption 2, fucking, you're going to play some RDO and it has like some longer load times. Maybe not that model. Yeah. Because you're going to be waiting a little bit. Or my time at Portia. So that shit <laughs> loads so Unless slow. Unless you still Switch. have a computer that has an HDD, then they're all going to be faster. So. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you'll be able to, you should be able to plug in uh, external hard drive. They said all peripherals work. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just have a big chonker like I got this 8 terabyte and just. <laughs> it's not very portable but yeah. Jesus. I think it's kind of portable and I got the little 6 terabyte down there smaller than the 8 I think I have a 2 terabyte that's just USB powered So I've never uninstalled anything off that 8 terabyte because I had to well, yeah. I just, we're not there yet. I just I just went like uh I just go like I don't play this and install it I'll say I have a terabyte on my computer <laughs> and like I am terabyte's not enough for me uh, yeah I'm Having to uninstall stuff at this point. Yeah, so. I was say I got like 50 games installed. There's too many games. Chris, price point? I kind of agree with you guys. What you guys saying? The the five the what is it five twenty nine yeah. one is is probably the one I think most people are going to go for. Um, it's it's I think it's the best entry level point because you're getting that SSD in it for loading and stuff like that. I think it's the best bang for your buck. Uh, I'm not super tech savvy as far as like computer parts go, um, but it does sound like the best one overall. Uh, I personally would go for the the 650 one just because uh, I want that little extra oomph in a console like this or a PC like this. Mm-hmm. And, and comparing it to other like gaming laptops, you're getting a hell of a fucking deal. Yeah, I mean PC laptops are hella expensive. You're looking like fifteen hundred dollars for a decent. PC laptop, uh, gaming laptop. You're, so you're paying for it. This is a great. <laughs> yeah, you're. Oh. Yeah, and, and that is the starting point for gaming laptops. You can get cheaper ones, but like ones that you are going to be fine for the next year or two, you're going to be starting around like fourteen, sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So for this, I think the price points are phenomenal for what you're getting for an entry level gaming PC. It's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Um. Anything you dislike about it? Uh, the battery life seems not impressive. It's the bane of all mobile things. Yeah. Um, yep. That being yep. said, uh, if two hours is the minimum point and you're running something, you know, I think they said like 60 frames per second or whatever. Um, you know, there's not a lot of situations I could see myself being playing in portable mode for for that long anyway so it's not like a huge deal but i also you never know uh, a good example would be like even for us you know where we live to fly down to southern california that's two and a half hour flight it's not going to make the flight yeah so um and that's kind of an ideal place to use it is on a plane um you can do the whole switch thing though and have a i wonder how fast of a charge you would need to battery be able to, 
Yeah, I feel like it's going to be pretty that. demanding. Yeah, so that's but kind of depending on what you're doing. Well, well, sure, and yeah, but it is running Windows or not Windows Linux essentially, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know how power hungry Linux is. So, but it is a big device. A lot of a lot of peripherals already attached to it, and then you know any uh, optional ones you decide to use. So. That's another thing too is like the idea of cramped spaces and mobile PCs, laptops. People take on planes and kind of set up or whatever, but they still kind of like. You're sitting there like that's more of like a kind of sit in a spot and be able to mm-hmm. do it's a small thing but it's it's definitely you know um another plus to the form factor i also think this will be really popular in metro areas where living spaces are smaller because sure it's another good point you know mm-hmm. they kind of have mm-hmm. to be um i mean immediately off the top of my head i think of like tokyo where like you know you live in a closet pretty much and you're not fitting a pc in there yeah so Something like that right. it gives you a PC, and you don't have to like have a like a huge desk set up for it. So you can just use your television. True. Mm, yeah, I, I was thinking it's a weird one, but I was thinking truck drivers when they're on those long, long hauls could have this, and it would save so much space when they're sleeping in their cab. You know, it's a PC that's held in their hands. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, battery life is the only thing I'd have concern with, but that's literally everything for me when it comes to mobile stuff. So I'm the type yeah. of dude that like has it plugged in at all times when I'm using it. Um, I'm curious to see the transfer of energy and, and how that works. Um, yeah, because I had to buy a pretty beefy battery just to keep up with the switches drain. Yeah, I have I have, so. well, I have one beefy battery I've never used with my Switch, but I did buy like a travel uh, battery, and it didn't gain but it just kind of stabilized yeah yeah. It. Mm. yeah i got one that will so just prolonged it slowly gain on the switch but um i did spend the money i bought it specifically for that because i was expecting to use it on a plane so. i'm curious how the, how my jackery battery would work because it has uh, like a wall plug-in on one side of the battery see yeah and so uh, you just plug that shit into the side and then turn on the fan because that thing will run a fucking lamp and shit it's weird yeah, but it does use USB-C, so it will charge. It has the ability to charge fast. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's valid, and I think that's, like I said, the bane of everything that's mobile because, uh, sadly, at this point with phones, they all do the same shit. So what I'm thinking about is, like, how long does it last? Yeah, exactly. That's my, my biggest yeah. factor. Yeah. Like, your iPhone, your Android, <laughs> your Pixel, they're all going to be great. So, like, how long does it last? Yeah. The cameras are going to be great for what they are. Um so yeah very few apps are like proprietary like yeah Yeah, exactly so uh battery life and then one thing i am i i'm not worried about but it's something i always kind of worried about when it comes to new hardware when it comes to screens how durable is that screen does it scratch easy Mm. i hope it doesn't i would assume they took that into consideration sure i just I get surprised even modern times when i see screens scratching easy i'm like what are you doing how'd you sell this to somebody the switch switch screen scratches so it's pretty good though yeah but but the the wii u the generation before it scratched easy yeah but even (laughs) this is a whole different (laughs) conversation but the uh the wii u was probably one of the cheapest feeling nintendo products i've ever owned i think it's i think it's because at that time what they were doing you couldn't sell that console if it was premium feeling yeah you couldn't make a a tablet console when the wii u's out um, and sell it at a Nintendo price. Yeah, I mean, if you would put a blindfold on <laughs> me and hand me a Wii U controller, I honestly, if you were to ask me who made it, I'd probably go, oh, dude, I don't know. Fisher Price. 
because it doesn't feel like, it really does not feel that <laughs> premium versus like you know if i hold the switch that that console feels super well, premium. That's the, that's the culmination yeah. i thought the same thing about the wii um the ergonomics were good but the whole thing felt the visual the everything about it felt after thought compared to the idea of what the wii was supposed to do um yeah, yeah the the nunchuck part felt kind of cheap but i think the actual wiimote was pretty solid it's so. the only thing it was solid mm-hmm. little fucking anyway i'm not talking about the wii <laughs> the, the switch is the culmination it's a very everything about it i love yeah so yeah yeah um anything about it you dislike chris or anything you uh, are concerned about possibly that we haven't talked about no, I think it's just the battery life is, and the screen scratching is always a concern with mobile devices like that. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. Also, where's the built-in coffee warmer, dude? Come on. True, true. Otherwise, it looks very premium. I really want to get my hands on one, see what it feels like. But it, the plastic looks really good. Everything about it looks really good. So it's kind of sad that you can look at it and, and tell oh, yeah. that they used a nicer plastic. Oh yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that shit. I don't like buying something at a certain price point and it feels like shit. Well, it's like how people used to like only like premium products came in like really nice boxes and everyone kind of got the, 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 the gist that people uh, associate that with, with quality. And so everyone started using those boxes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it feels more premium, which is part of the experience. You feel more at home with that as a consumer you're like i always buy this nice stuff with the nice boxes <laughs> that's just who i am you know no one wants to waste their money so yeah exactly uh pretty much i've gone through everything on this Is there anything else you guys want to say before we move into reading comments i'm uh curious in a year uh where this will be so. same mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely curious about the future of it because they're gonna have to upgrade at some point until oh, yeah. streaming is uh nailed that might not be that far away but yeah real quick did you guys hear about netflix gonna mm-hmm. start offering gaming super smart makes complete sense really even you know customers even, they already have even though i don't want to go too deep into it well yeah but fucking no one's happy with netflix really sure some people but uh almost everything that netflix makes movie wise and like 50 percent of their at the least of their roster movies now are all netflix made which is really kind of impressive they're all like made for teenagers they're like rated r horror movies are made for children they're like romantic comedies are made for children like everything's just like for everybody but it comes off for like kids like the so like what games are they gonna make? It's just like fucking some safe ass Minecraft ripoff and a Fortnite ripoff and whatever the fuck else is popular. They're gonna make a Final Fantasy fourteen ripoff. Good luck. Um racing game. I mean, I just think uh it's interesting though, and you're it, already there, so it is. And it's just another person in the the space of, of streaming games, which um it's just gonna make other people try harder too. So. It also shows that and we already know this, but it shows that they know that other people are going to be doing this. They got to get ahead of it. Yeah, they got to start doing it now because Amazon's going to do it. Fucking Xbox already doing it. Sony will do it. Um, Nintendo doesn't need to do anything. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They can sell you cardboard. Yeah, they're in a, w- a weird position of privilege. Nintendo doesn't have that. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't have rules. They don't abide by the same things everybody else does. And Sony barely does too. Even when people are bitching at them, it takes them seven years ago. Okay, fine. Here's a broken version of that. Like I don't like this. Well, it's you funny. Got it. Shut funny up. the problems that Sony does have that people bitch about constantly. 
uh, they just kind of ignore. They don't give a fuck, yeah. dude. They're like, yeah. we give you the best, most award-winning games ever. Let me change, Shut up. Let me change my name. Here's God of War. <laughs> Here's God of War. Shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> just play the games you love. But I don't want to have this stupid name I made when I was 12 years old. Well, you shouldn't have made it when you were 12. You shouldn't have been dumb then. Yeah, how dare you for being stupid. Yeah. We're talking about Netflix, this. Okay. Streaming services. Streaming yeah. services. We're moving on to comments. All that shit. Chris, any thoughts on that before we move on? You want to play some games on Netflix? When I, when I say Netflix original, I skip it. That's all the movies. I've been watching a lot yeah, of movies lately, watch- and... I'll go on Netflix and every movie, it just has the Netflix thing on it. And that's one of the biggest determining factors for me to not watch it. Cause every time I do, every time I do, I watch fucking fear street, whatever the hell, both movies are ever that are really popular right now. They're garbage. They're awful. They're made for chill. And they're based off of, um, young adult horror books, I guess. But everyone, IGN's like, Nine out of ten. This movie's better than it deserves to be. And I watched it. I'm like, dude, this is stupid. It's really low end <laughs> bullshit. This is worse than a B movie. Fortunately, we won't be going too fast into it because infrastructure uh, for internet is not uh, the same for everybody. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's always going to be a factor. Well, it's going to be a factor for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Still interesting though. I'm curious to see what they do with it. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about the Netflix thing? If you want to talk about that, but more importantly, the steam deck, uh, where do you land when it comes to this? Are you excited for it? You're not excited for it. Are you going to pick one up? Do you see the potential for it? Kind of like with Chevy, like, yeah, I get it. I'm probably not going to pick it up. Uh, are you not interested at all? You're like, that's a gimmick. It's stupid. Um, and yeah, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Do you have any concerns about it? Battery life, whatever, maybe something we didn't bring up. Uh, that's another thing you're thinking about in the comments below. I don't like this listening to me. <laughs> you better get away from everything that has a fucking microphone on it. Um, <laughs> if you don't like that, because it's all listening to you, baby. Everything. Yeah. You're being watched. At, you got a camera on the front and back of your phone. It's seeing everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, all anyway, smart TVs. Everything, dude. Yeah. It's all. You, you don't have privacy. Um, Get that out of your head. So anyway, we're going to close out this episode reading your comments. If you like your comments to be read, you can type in hashtag STLG in your comment, and we will make sure it's on the show. Mm. If you don't do that, I pick at random. Mm. Or if your the, the schedule for the episodes has been weird like it's been, I only have two episodes to read comments off of, so pretty much everyone's going to get their comment read. read. Um, as I just go, I'm running out of steam. <laughs> Steam Deck. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we reviewed Minecraft for Game of the Month last month. It's been that long since we've done a Taste Cast. And uh, yeah, we reviewed Minecraft. You want to know what we thought of it, what we graded it, all that. Is it worth playing in 2021, maybe you're thinking? Should you come back to it? Check out that video. So just type Minecraft in YouTube, you get your answer. Or watch my video. <laughs> um, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to watch them. The results are impressive true uh we got a comment from simon writers block randall saying man you got some bloodshot ass eyes seth that's some berserk shit uh 112 <laughs> degrees degrees is wild hungry gets pretty fucking xxx 
but mostly around 38, 39 Celsius, and that's near homicidal to me. Uh, November born, I'm an average cold enjoyer. Uh, preaching the choir, uh, we live in an area that's typically not too warm. Uh, I can understand thigh obsessions, but thunder thighs in and of themselves don't awaken my inner gamer, TM. Uh, proportionate calves is where it's at. My opinion, don't at me, men of culture. Uh, I'm nothing for Minecraft, never played it. It's just one of those games you look at and go, I'm good for me. Uh, have some friends who play it. Pretty sure it has its depth and whatever, but it's just not on my radar. Um, so it's definitely something maybe you talk about there, but I got to address my eyes being bloodshot. So I do this thing called sleep. Sometimes I wake up, my eyes are, are bloodshot, but sometimes I take a shower. I wear contacts. So I take them out. I take a shower. Something in that process irritates my eyes on what's going on there. I come out and then I'm like, it's time to film. And then I look at the screen and I'm just like crazy looking, which is fine because I am kind of crazy and anybody watches the channel knows that, but it just kind of adds to the effect. And honestly, I don't give a shit about how I'm looking when I'm doing that. So that's, that's what's going on there. Um, I do believe your reply said that I, do I use bleach? Yeah. Do you use bleach during shower? Yes. Yes, I do. It, uh, it, you know, you get the bloodshot effect, but it brightens the eyes later. It's a, it's a trade-off. Um, as for, uh, the, the heat wave that I've already almost kind of forgotten about, um, you know, it's hot. It's very hot. And, uh, I, I think everybody here, Chris was down in California for a little bit, so he got to kind of acclimate to that. But, um, I think we're all more comfortable and more cooler temperatures. Yeah, I don't care how acclimated Not, you are. 110 plus is hot. Well, for everybody, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the amount of times I've seen people go, oh, I like hot weather. You're just not used to it. You live in Washington. I, I'm used to hot weather. And then you go to a place that's hot as fuck, and they're the first one to complain. Every time. <laughs> Every time. And I'm like, I thought you were used to this, dude. I thought, I thought your human body can take this kind of crazy heat that kills people. Because you're in this all the time. Get the fuck out of here. People, people who live in places like that don't aren't, aren't outside. Yeah. Like in Arizona, even Florida. I was watching something recently. Yeah. Some guy's like, we don't go outside when it's super hot. Why would you? Exactly. Yeah. You're out there going like, ooh, yeah, I like, th I like that my skin's burning. Um, anyway, quick, quick rant. But. <laughs> and I actually handle heat pretty well, surprisingly. I used to like really hate anything above like 70 degrees, and now it's got to be like 95 degrees. For me to start having a problem, not really a problem, just going like, Ugh, I don't like this. But like 80s, dude, I, I don't mind that at all. 70s is like perfect, mm. but mm. lower 70s start getting kind of cold to me. Um, during summer, during winter, if it got to 70, I'd be sweating my ass off. So yeah, mid, mid 90s is where I start going like, whoo, it's hot out. But even then, it's not a big deal. Hundreds, though, I'm like, I'm staying out of the sun. Yeah. It's too hot. It's damaging me. I think with a my shields are breaking. Breeze, I'm okay in the 80s. Otherwise, I am uncomfortable. I'm not gonna say I'm miserable, but I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but 65 to 70 Fahrenheit. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> um, <laughs> is my comfort zone for sure. So I would prefer to be in that all year. Okay, one thing I want to say real quick, and then I, I got to get Chris's opinion on temperature because I spoke for him. He should speak for himself. <laughs> 
people who do the like bragging thing about like, oh, you're not used to hot weather, bro. <laughs> or they're like, hey, you're not used to the cold weather, bro. Like, hey, we, we, we see snow all the time, shit. It's like, yeah, I'm sure, whatever. But fucking everybody, everybody, wherever they live, the infrastructure is built for those things. Yeah. We have somebody in this community, though, that's posted pictures of himself in fucking shorts out in the middle of snow, just oh, yeah. having a blast. I'm like, he's the real fucking deal. Yeah. He's like, oh, we live in the snow. And then he's just out there in shorts, just having a blast. And I'm like, he doesn't even look upset. He, that, he looks like he just like literally is. Drastic difference for me where I'm like peeking out the blinds. And I see a snowflake. And I'm like, fuck. Everything's going. <laughs> it's all going to hell. So every once in a while, people, people are fucking being realistic about that shit. Chris. Like, like Russians. Uh, well, I'm actually a very big fan of mid to high 80s, to be honest. Mm. Uh, living in San Diego was, was fantastic. I loved it because it was always mid to high 80s. Uh, it never really got crazy hot. Uh, it would get warm. I mean, you peak in the 90s every now and then, mm. but like it pretty much was mid 80s. Dropped down to like low 70s, maybe during the winter, if I recall right. And it was perfect. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I like snow. I like snow a lot, but I hate being cold. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind being cold unless it's like dangerously cold. But yeah. that's that's a different thing. But like, I, I like snow too. I don't like what it does to uh, how society works, but uh, especially like in places what it does that, to my life. Yeah, I don't like how it hinders things, um, especially in places that it's not, uh, you know, typically like that. But and then the, yeah, heat. I don't mind either. I mean, eighties is fine. I actually really kind of miss yeah. the. Uh, one of my favorite things about going down to shithole, it's California, is um, the the days are warm, but they're not, like, insanely hot. Everybody acts like it's, like, 90 to 100 degrees in California all the time. I'm like, no, L.A. is, like, really popular because of where it's located. The temperature is just, like, typically, like, the same, and the weather's always nice. So it's, like, mm-hmm. every day you just come out, and you're like, yeah, it's going to be a nice day. It's, like, rarely it's, like, cloudy and shit. Yeah, no seasons. Um, yeah, and so it's, like, the perfect location for that. Um uh, but I, I love, I love like warm nights that aren't like I'm sweating my ass off. I do like the nights. It's yeah. yeah it's, I always love like uh nighttime, like when I'm down in like LA or something like that. Um, or like Anaheim, or yeah, the hell. Yeah. uh, and sometimes it's no, we don't actually don't get that here very often at all. It cools down significantly at night, but yeah, during time. that heat wave, except for the days that it was like 90 degrees at night. Um, there was a couple of nights where it was like 80 and it kind of felt like California here. I'm like, it's so weird. Yeah. Cause it's never mm-hmm. feels like that, but I, I do like that. So I'm sure Simon's just like, why are they talking about temperature? This is such a small part of my comment. <laughs> it's, it's arguably half of it. Yeah. True. You <laughs> fucked up, Simon. Um, I don't know what the thigh comment is. I feel like I'm missing something we there. We talked about, did we bring up, the thigh girl, I Gen- think. General or the thick master yes, general. I think we talked about her. <laughs> I I I can understand thigh obsessions. Yeah, I got no thigh obsession, but I mean I'm not I'm not against them either. I don't know about a thigh obsession, mm-hmm. but I definitely like uh showing them off a little bit. Showy's getting spicy in here. I'm not too spicy. It's not the it's getting getting too hot in here. Legs are nice. Hundred and hundred and ten degrees in here. Um, and then he is, he's not into Minecraft, but he's got friends who play it. Should he play it? I told him he should. I think systematically Minecraft is a fantastic game. I, think I understand play it. that visually mm-hmm. can be a huge turnoff for some people, man. 
Um, and I think there is a uh, preconceived notion that it is a younger audience's game. Um, which is funny because it didn't start that way. Um, it's definitely an all ages game and there's complexity there that I don't think kids are going to understand. So, I mean, I think they will just cause I, I understood when I was a kid, but it's, uh, there's a lot that could be lost on a younger kid for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not as simple as it looks, but it can be. I also think Minecraft's probably one of the scariest games ever, but <laughs> that's because there's some crazy losses that can happen. I had to get you to play Hunt. Different kind of scary, but yeah. I always, I always see a joke online about how Minecraft is like the true horror game. So. I'd say only, only one of those two games will get my heart racing. Um, but the anger of fucking losing your shit. Whew. Uh, anything to say about Minecraft? Should you play it? Uh, I... I think everyone should give it a try. I think the biggest hindrance for a lot of people is the visuals of it. It looks like a children's game. You can change that. There's a lot of... You can, yeah. but a lot, I think a lot of people just getting into it are, are, are who aren't playing it is because the visuals of it look kind of like a children's game. Uh, but there's a lot of deep mechanics and stuff to it that make it very complex at the end of the day. Yeah, I think if you don't have a whole lot of interest in survival or creative stuff, though, it could be a little difficult to get into yeah but there is other things to do especially if you're playing with friends that you could do mm-hmm. yeah keep yourself busy. fun so. yeah yeah for and sure and you can technically beat the game though if you speed run it you'll do it in less than like a couple hours but yeah all right anything else yeah not really all right next comment thank you for your comment simon gonna say thank you everybody who Until commented on that but it was it was simon all right well maneki neko said a lot of things but i have one thing in particular we're going to read uh as it is a topic that we'll try and be very brief with because it's a long episode but we got a comment from amelia um how do you say the last name cho chuo chua i'm probably fucking that up so bad um <clears throat> she says Moss Book 2 was such a pleasant surprise. I love that announcement. Oh, this episode is when we reacted to State of Play, <laughs> yeah. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, and Nintendo Switch OLED. We we covered a lot of stuff. That was a catch-up episode, and so is this one. So after this, I hope we'll be all caught up and we can talk about current things. But anyway, uh, she says, Moss Book 2 was such a pleasant surprise. I love that announcement. I enjoyed the first so much. One of the best VR exclusives. So she actually played it. Um, Lost Judgment is hype. Leave it to Kojima to bring out a director's cut of a game with new story missions, new combat gameplay, new traversal gameplay, game options with regards to your resources such as building ramps and minigames, shooting range, and what looks like an in-depth racing circuit rather than something bare bones. Then, of course, the expected PS5 enhancements with haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, performance graphics, etc. All hail Kojima. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'll say it right now. All hail Kojima. I'm with you. Speaking of director's cut, uh, can't wait to try out Iki Island expansion for Ghost of Tsushima. That looks like a substantially sized piece of DLC. I agree. Uh, I have to be honest, outside of Moss Book 2, Lost Judgment, and Death Stranding director's cut, I didn't care at all for anything else. Whoo, deep cuts. Uh, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, and Ghost of Tsushima director's cut are still worth anticipating. Uh, but those weren't part of state of play. There was also a gameplay reveal recently for Steel Rising showing off the combat, which I think looks pretty good. That's that game, I believe. Is that the one made by Spiders? 
that made a uh, grief wall. Did we watch that one time on a stream? It was like we we, or we did watch Robots. whatever project you're talking about, but I don't remember yeah. the name. I think uh, that might be it. Um, I'll have to look into that. Uh, so pretty much, I agree with everything you said. Um, outside of uh, you know your own preference of not caring about a lot of the stuff, I obviously cared about what I cared about. I had the whole episode on it, so this is about you. Um, it's cool that you. Um, are stoked for Moss uh, book two because that's a game that I heard decent things about but not a whole lot. I never played it. Always interested in it though, and um, apparently it's good. So that's cool to hear. I'm it's glad it's going to sequel. A whole lot of people with VR, so it is yeah. kind of harder to hear stuff about, about VR games. Yeah. And uh, I talked about this already, but Lost Judgment game I'm also very hyped for, but I need to play the first one. Uh, the Kojima thing, yeah, I kind of gushed about that already. I I'm very excited about that. It's more than I expected from from that. Um, but am I surprised from him? No, not really. They did a lot of interesting things with like uh, MGS2 with the um, the weird Xbox version that had like Tony Hawk shit to it and mm. all sorts of weird stuff. So um, he's always had a, a flair for not wasting an opportunity to add more content. Although I think it's really interesting. He's talking about how he doesn't like calling it Director's Cut because uh, director's cut is uh, content that was cut from the movie, right. and this is just additional content they're adding. Uh, and he's a, a film nerd, so I, I respect what it's he's an, saying. It's a like a, an, a almost like an artsy approach to saying director's not director's cut, um, game of the year edition, almost. So. Yeah, for sure. It, it sounds a little more, uh, I don't know, prestigious and cool. I guess to yeah. be like this is the director's cut. They should have called definitive edition or, or complete edition yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or something about connecting. The all-connected edition. All bridges connect. Death Stranding-ing. Oh my god, it should be called fucking BB. BB edition. Wouldn't that imply it being smaller? No, BB big. I love BB. Mm. BB best thing ever. Um, mm. Let's see. Let's see. Burr, 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 burr. Dying Light 2. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm definitely anticipating that. It's actually one of my most anticipated, oddly enough, one of my most anticipated games this year. Mostly are all FPSs, which is kind of cool because I am I got I love FPSs. It's been a while since I've had a uh, big hype for FPSs. You guys have anything to add to this? I mean, it's mostly opinions, right? So, yeah. Um, Good opinions. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean thumbs up. They're, they're someone's opinions, and there was no one, nothing in there saying like, "This is what I think," and this is against what you think. It's literally you know just what, me share, you know, you sharing, me sharing, whoever, you know. I'm so. just gonna, you know, I respect everybody's opinions, but Chevy's opinions, they weren't good. Here's mine. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't care either. Someone said something I just like that. would move on with my life yeah. because it's not worth my my energy. But um. People don't talk like that anyway. That's that's me. People just go, that sucks. You guys are dumb. <laughs> anyway. That's, that's some smooth brain bullshit right there. Oh, yeah. that's, um, that's a lot of people. I mean, really, the only thing I, I I have a little more hype for than than listed here is uh, Ghost, of, Ghost of Tsushima. Tongue did not want to move there. Sushi boy. Um, and then I have a lack of interest in Dying Light, but that's just not my title of the game. So. Dying Light's so good. Uh, I'm sure it is. Actually, I, I don't have like a negative opinion. I just know it's not. I'm never gonna play that game. Yeah, so. it's just, yeah. They just made like a really fun game, which is nice. Anything to add, Chris? Or thumbs up on the comment? 
I'm, I'm glad you got a bunch of games you're hyped for. Uh, the only one I think I was hyped for really was the Ghost of Tsushima expansion, to be honest. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's weird that the Japanese lip syncing is a PS5 feature. Features. That's all, that can only run on a PS5. I think it could only be sold on a PS5. True. That's what it should have said. <laughs> this is this feature is so good it can only be sold on PS5. Uh, it's premium, baby. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Mm-mm. Thank you for the comment, Amelia. Please feel free to uh, correct me on that last name. All right. Uh, final comment is one of many Maneki Neko comments. Uh <laughs> That says, okay, dot, 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 real question. How do you feel about Assassin's Creed going live service? To me, it feels like they just gave that game 50% chance to completely fail like Anthem or 50% chance to grow into GTA-style Assassin's Creed, whatever that is. Now, are you guys familiar with what they're doing with uh, Assassin's Creed Infinite? Not even remotely. Or Infinity? Okay. There's not a whole lot of info on this. Ubisoft just came out. They had this long spiel about the future of Assassin's Creed. They got different teams they're going to be working on or whatever. And apparently they're just going to be kind of merging all the next experiences of Assassin's Creed into one thing. But they're also making it sound like it's going to be a constantly online experience. And some people don't know what this means exactly. So uh, I have this highlighted right here. They say infinite here, but it's infinity, I believe. Uh, Infinity is described as a platform that ties games set in different time periods together. It feels like it could act as a central hub uh, that changes over time and adds new time periods to explore as games are expanded and new titles are released. People are saying that they're doing this in response to games like uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, Red Dead Redemption, or Red Dead Online, um, other games from Halo. Yeah, uh, game other games as service uh, type games or games that have like one central hub to play all the games like Halo mm-hmm. having you know all the all the remasters collection yeah um, and so people don't really know what to make of this because they haven't come out with details on what this necessarily means um, outside of uh, you're going to be playing Assassin's Creed in the same place I I really feel like it's it's to I don't want to say artificially, um, but to keep you... It's like when people used to want to keep their disc in your console all the time, so they had all these things to keep you playing the game constantly. Mm-hmm. It seems like that kind of thing. Like, you know, oh, the new Assassin's Creed come out? You don't got to... I mean, Battlefield kind of does something like that already. You log into Battlefield, and it's like, you want to play 4? You can go play 4 right now if you want. And then you yeah. play 4, and it's like, you want to play 1? You can go play that. You don't got to leave. Yeah. It's literally what it sounds like to me. But also a lot of people are speculating it's going to be a games as a service thing. They're going to have like multiplayer. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything official now. But a lot of people keep talking about how they're worried it's going to turn into like the division. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of speculation. Yeah. Um, so from what I know, it sounds like uh, at the very least it is a hub that they're going to release Assassin's Creed content for. I don't know what the size of this content is. Is it going to be full games? Is it going to be like bite-sized pieces you buy? Like, um, it's weird, right? It could be so way like to fragment I've content. Been, yeah, and for, well, I've been saying for like since God, I don't even know. I was a teenager. I think that 
I'm exaggerating a little. Whenever internet and DLC was a thing that like games like Madden, it, it's crazy to me. They sell the $60 game every year and all they do is update the roster. They change the features. I'm simplifying way too much, but like, it was like making that $60 and you buying DLC every year. Yeah. But they can sell a $60 DLC and keep one engine installed where you just update your True. roster and get those I've features. Said the same right? thing about call of duties. So, um, in some cases, I think those systems make way more sense. Um, I'm not 100% opposed to the idea of them releasing content, but here's the thing. It has to feel worth it, right? You can't pull a stunt like this and make it feel like a bunch of cheap DLC that, and then never make another full game. People will be livid and deservingly so. You need to release full-fledged content. Do not cheapen the experience. At the moment you do that, you've made a huge mistake and you deserve all the backlash you get for it. Um, so if they, if it is an honest, just you love Assassin's Creed here, have more Assassin's Creed all the time thing. Awesome. I, I, I think there is potential for that to be a great thing. Um, but we'll see, right? What do they, what, what is the idea? What are, what is the, what's it going to look like? Uh, Ubisoft is responsive. So the moment, uh, if it does, f- you know, flop and it is awful that they'll stop. So yeah, Ubisoft is, is if anyone's going to experiment, I'm less worried about Ubisoft, but <clears throat> I do uh, wonder why they're making such a big move like this when Assassin's Creed has only been doing better and better and better ever since they went to the RPG thing. Yeah, um, Valhalla has been met with great fucking praise. I, I don't know anybody who dislikes it. I know people who didn't, who heard it was garbage, played it and liked it. Um, that was actually pretty regular. <clears throat> so it seems like a weird time to get experimental, but uh, leave it to Ubisoft to do that. Um, for everybody listening, I'm looking at a picture right now. Um, and uh, this guy, Tom Phillips, I'm not sure who that is, uh, has a picture of something that says uh, Helix. Um, news editor, Eurogamer. Okay, so I don't know if this is official or not, but it, it shows something called Helix and it has all these different, it almost seems like scenarios that look like different time periods. Um, and is kind of giving me this idea of like having that hub and going like, I want to play the, the Paris, you know, 1700 part of Assassin's Creed and kind of like an ESO when you go to regions, there's different storylines per region. Mm-hmm. When you go there, there'll be stuff, but then later they can add more content to that section and almost give it this like pseudo MMO feel that has that drip of content. But that's the thing is like what you're kind of mentioning what kind of content and are you going to replace brand new fully fully realized games with these little like constant little updates that aren't really doing that well for games like RDO right now where people are like we want like a big chunk of content and they yeah. keep releasing these little things like it's not enough it's not enough it's not enough you see that in MMOs too it's like mm-hmm. people are like dude I don't want these like little patches like we want an expansion um Path of Exile had to learn lessons about that kind of thing. So it's it seems kind of weird. I can kind of see if they executed on it well enough, it not being an issue. But the move kind of tells me that they're um, exploring ways to keep a constant drip of Assassin's Creed available to you to keep you coming back nonstop. Um, they can even add like a multiplayer variant that you could just 
on this menu, go play. For sure. And then leave wherever, just kind of compartmentalize it. But at that point, it starts to feel less about like each game has its a character, main character and its main story. And more like you're just paying for the Assassin's Creed service. And you can kind of carte blanche, you know, go through the buffet and go, I want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Which for some people might be good, but I feel like that does kind of cheapen. Like, oh, did you be- did you beat the Paris scenario? Oh yeah, hundred percent of that. Did you hear they added like a new new content to that? Uh, no, I'm too busy playing the Russian one. Oh, I'm not interested in that. Just, that just doesn't sound like the same thing as like, oh, did you play Valhalla? Did you finish the story? Like, oh yeah, it was awesome. I can't wait for the sequel. Like, it it completely kind of changes the whole atmosphere of it. So, I feel like other games might benefit from something like this. Um, Assassin's Creed, I feel like, is an interesting choice. But again, this is pure speculation. Um, and it kind of makes sense to me, but at the same time, I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's happening. So, I mean, like... Exactly, yeah. It is a, a matter of a wait and see what their vision is for it. it. It seems like such a weird gamble, though. Real quick, there's a part of this article I was going to read that says, uh, so what will Assassin's Creed Infinite uh, look like? Details of the live service are thin on the ground, but the series' last few installments may offer some clues. Origins added weekly challenges to the franchise, while the well-received Odyssey expanded its adventure with monthly releases of new story episodes. Recently, Ubisoft confirmed Valhalla will become the first game in the franchise to offer a second year of post-launch expansions after becoming the first game in the series to offer a broad variety of different countries. So it sounds like at the very least they're going to make a single-player MMO. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Just adding regions and characters to play as. I wonder if things will carry over. That'd be kind of interesting, but still at the same time it's it's a gamble, kind of like what Manekineko said. It's like 50% could fail, 50% it could be awesome. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, really, my if it sounds like I'm like frustrated by it, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I told somebody uh, when I first heard about this, I was like, I got to see it. I can only speculate. I, get, I need to see what they're doing and why they're doing it. That's why I've said in the beginning, we like, we, I, I hate speculation most time yeah. anyway. It can be fun, don't get me wrong, but like, there's no info really. Yeah. So... Chris, thoughts? Yeah. I, I, well, as opposite of Chevy, I'm a big fan of speculation. I love to speculate things nonstop, but I also like to be more, a little more informed when I'm making speculations. Uh, and there's really not much to go off here. Uh, I'd like to make some crazy speculations about things, but I, I, I need to see what they have planned. At least, the very least, like a little idea of what they want to do, other than that it's going to be like a games as a service type game. Like, that just. There's, there's whole different realms of possibility that they could do with that. So it's hard to say. I just kind of wait and see at this point. Have you, um, this isn't like to check if you're a real fan or anything, but have you played any of the Assassin's Creed games like quite if, a bit? I've played, uh, I played the first one. Okay. And then I played Black Flag. Uh, I think that's it though. Sam played modern Assassin's Creed. Well, and that's not even my full point, but what? But there is a difference. Um, my big point is like, would you rather like one done beat one of those games and replay it, or would you want to just keep playing that same game with new content added constantly? It seemed like a game that you'd want to do that in. It's hard to say because the 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 gameplay cycle for the games I have played is it's really repetitive, and I just was once I got the story done, I was done with it. 
uh, if they added new content in the varying of how the game was played, maybe I'd go back and play it again. But at this point, I'm kind of like a one and done. Yeah, with the content of the game. Yeah, with a game like like Assassin's Creed, it, it, the new locations, characters, and features seem to be some of the shining points. And that, not that you couldn't implement that in this thing that we're speculating about, but I do think it starts to kind of muddy it, maybe. But then I'm thinking about mm-hmm. some of my favorite games. Uh, that that are games that drip content like Hunt Showdown or Deep Rock Galactic, but those games um, are not as they're not story focused. They're not character games. They're purely gameplay. Uh, one game is just you go around and kill each other, and you level up. And there's got to be new ways to play that. Um, and then another game is a cooperative game where you do missions together and eventually you're going to need new missions to do and new ways to do them. You make that mm-hmm. argument with anything really, but like I don't play Dragon Quest Eleven, and well, I didn't want that game to end, but I couldn't imagine them just keeping content flowing into that game. I would just want the next Dragon Quest. Yeah, I want the yeah. next new adventure. Um, so really, I feel like, and, and again, this could be awesome. I don't know, but I think there is certain games that I don't want. I don't want even single player games to start going into like a games as a service model. I think there is like I, I couldn't imagine like Kojima making something like this because he's trying to tell stories and have a finite thing. You can replay it, but like you know, it, it is as it is. But then like Ubisoft is viewing other people who are just keeping people engaged in their game. Um, and and spending money constantly, and they, they went in on that. I'm surprised they're not doing this with one of their other properties that's more MMO esque, I guess. Yeah, I think Assassin's Creed's success over the years, though, is probably a huge driving factor. Well, yeah, it's it's very popular again. People love Valhalla. They see an opportunity there, but that just make it an MMO. Yeah. Yeah, but that's I think even more of a gamble um, cuz you got to hope people will play it. Uh Hyperscape is a battle royale that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. That's made by Ubisoft. Um and the changes that they made to uh Ghost Recon, even though I don't think are horrible, that's not the Ghost Recon I really want. I want a more tactical experience and you can have that, but kind of it wasn't designed for that originally so um like i said these these decisions even though they could seem kind of like ah what's the big deal it starts to kind of change the way they start thinking about the game and you're going to feel those changes in the development of the game and the way it's made um so it is it is kind of alarming but yeah so yeah anybody excited about this you think it's it could like be good i mean it It could be good sure it could be good uh but i think for transparency's sake there's nothing for me to be excited about um Mm. i don't care about assassin's creed uh i have no attachment to it so whatever they do to it doesn't affect me in any capacity so at that point too i just more so i'm like curious on why they're making this decision sure but it is a franchise and i'm not like oh dude don't fuck it up i'm like yeah 
seems like a weird time to do it because Fat Hollow did so good. So it's like, why are you fucking with it now? Experiment with something else. <laughs> but they're a big company. I'm not. I don't. I don't make millions and millions of dollars off of these decisions they do. So yeah. Anything else? Mm-mm. All right. Let's know in the comments. Uh, well, first off, thank you, uh, Manekineko and Amelia, for your comments. Make sure to. Uh, comment on this video and upcoming videos. You can be featured on TastyCast. Type in hashtag STLG on your comment to be for sure featured. But I want to throw the ball back to you guys and ask, what do you guys think about Assassin's Creed Infinity? Um, what do you think it's going to do? Have you heard anything that we didn't talk about? Um, are you excited for it? You're not excited for it? Are you skeptical of it? Do you think it could be good? Could be bad? 50-50. Um, and what's your general thoughts? What do you think they're going to do with it? I keep seeing people talking about multiplayer, and I haven't seen that discussed. I, see, I can see the, the the opportunity and the possibility, but no one said anything that yeah, I've well, seen. That sounds like speculation getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of people I, say it's going to be division. I'm like, I didn't read that. I think it literally is just going to be you know the animus, yeah. and and they're going to be able to do whatever they want within that because now they have this. Uh, uh, plot device that allows them to do whatever the hell they want so yeah all right well that's gonna do it for this episode of taste cast episode 145 is that what it was yep uh, as always thank you for watching make sure to like and subscribe and joe's episode make sure to check out our other episodes uh check us out on social media and streams links down below um discord if you want to talk to us anytime all the time link down below uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us in audio form, this will be an audio form, all three hours of it. And uh, yeah, if you like to support the channel further than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing, if you're brand new, you can check out our Patreon link down below as well. Thank you, Chevy and Chris, for joining me. And uh, thank you guys for joining me. I've been Seth. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Take it easy. Thank you.